Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, let's get started then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Kevin. Hey, now. And we got a first time on the show, right? A big FFRC welcome to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill to Flyer. Hey, thanks, everyone. Yeah. Hey. First time on the show. It's about time, man. I know, got, I know. Like, you got him on the show. <laughs> he's I know, never he's, been on the show before. No, and no. he's been he's been working for us. For, Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know how many t- how how long ago you joined us to kind of work the forums for us. Uh, last spring, sometime I don't remember when. Yeah, so that's so a little while. <laughs> well, we met him like two years ago, and yep, that flight fest, flight yep. fest twenty sixteen. Yeah, and we've that's known when you since then. Yeah, because you guys you flew your two hundred percent. Let's see, SE five. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I caught the video. That's, you know, that was a cool night when I met you guys. Nice. Yeah, and that <laughs> video is funny, man. I go back and watch that video every now and then. If you have, I don't know how many hits you got on it, but if you have 200, I'll bet you 175 of them was me. <laughs> Come on, let's be realistic. It's like 170, 198 or something. It's it's a lot higher. All right. <laughs> it doesn't count you twice. It only counts you once, right? No, he, he purposely... Oh, logs in with a new <laughs> logs yeah. in with a new name. Yeah, and he resets his cookies, so he just keeps us. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, cool, man. So this is episode number one forty. Hilda Flyer. Cool. Nice. All right. Before we get to know David some more, let's kind of catch up on everyone's week first, and then we'll go from there. Who'd oh. like to go first? Okay. Andy, you want to go first? Um, sure. I didn't do a whole lot. Um, I only got two or three flights this week. Uh, my nitro. I did uh, uh, do something kind of fun. I um, uh, girlfriend's son came down over the weekend, and mm-hmm. we were doing stuff, and um, so I fired up the buddy box on the the X three Gary X three, mm-hmm. and let him buddy box a couple flights. Nice. And yeah, uh, he's 15. Okay. Basically was hovering perfectly after about 30 seconds, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. How quick these kids pick stuff up. But I mean, he does play video games and all that stuff. So he's got the good, his thumbs are well conditioned, but, um, yeah, just gosh, 30 seconds. He was hovering, moving it around you know, forward and back. I mean, he didn't do any like circuits or anything crazy like that, but I was super impressed how fast he was able to, to hold a nice steady hover. Did you tell him he's doing it wrong? He's supposed to be jiggling it all over the place his first time. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, Kevin. but that was, that was cool. It, it, it's, it's aggravating in a way because these, I've buddy boxed several young guys and they pick it up so fast, but they have very little interest in anything RC. It's like, yeah, that was fun. I think I'll go play Xbox now. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, 
I'm going to pull my hair out. But anyway, so you might get the bug eventually. Keep doing it. Buddy Box, uh, the girlfriend on a couple flights, she's she's doing pretty well. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. But um, other than that, that's kind of all I've been into. Been doing a lot of work this week. So what about you guys? You want to go, Steve? Sure. So I got some extra parts for the Goblin 500. Uh, so I'm, I'm starting to build a stretch kit for it, which is going to end up being installed before this weekend i think uh so so that's gonna be cool i'm gonna swing some 553 switches on there and see how that flies um i do have a couple more battery packs coming in i got a i ordered a 3000 and that's not for that that's for another plane oh did i say it loud, loud? plane uh, <laughs> so i have a six i have a 6s uh, 3065 c getting ready for my tortuga when it comes in september so i just kind of well, i was ordering a battery so i was like you know why not just a PSA, kids. Don't get too drunk and then go on the phone and then go on HeliDirect and start browsing. Like, what could I buy? Because that's not a good idea. Because next <laughs> thing you know, you know, I went from like ordering like a tail boom. No, no, what did I order? Oh, I ordered a couple things like I ordered like a couple like RC Pro Plus and a couple little things. And it was like maybe my cart was like eighty bucks. And then I was like, oh, what else should I order? Oh, let me get these two batteries. And then, boom, $300. No, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Okay, whatever. And I wake up the next morning. I look at my emails. I'm like, when did I put this heli direct order in? What the? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like I remember ordering those parts. I guess I added those to the car, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so I got a, a, a 3,065C 6S pack coming. And then also have uh, – they had a 4,500 6S um, uh, 65C pack in stock which i was actually the one of the sizes i've been looking to get so i i got that order into so i should be getting that sh- shortly i started building the ft edge 540 and it's about 60 percent done i'd say the the fuse is done the fuselage is done the motors installed the esc is installed the two tail servos right your rudder and elevator servos are installed um canopy's done i just got to put some some tape on it because i'm doing like a, a tape scheme on it and and then build the wing and uh and whatever the wheel pants landing gear i'm not sure what i'm i'm not even sure if i'm gonna build landing gears for this thing or if i should just uh fly it the way it is i don't know we'll see i have the plan so i might cut it out and try it build landing gear yeah 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 why wouldn't you put landing gear on it so you can taxi around and do hover uh harrier landings and fun stuff like that it's not i mean i guess you could throw it but It'd be fun, better to, you know, taxi and sure. Uh, I mean, take off so that way. I, I'm looking at this plane, and I don't. I mean, I haven't gotten to that part in the build video. So I didn't watch the build video ahead of time. So basically, the way I was building this plane was, I watched build video. I see, okay, he's taking this part of the inside part of the fuselage. So I then I stopped the video, cut that piece out, glued together, and I followed along. So right now. The last thing I did was building the canopy. And now, like, I guess the next part is to start building the wing. So I did one half of the wing, but I didn't get a chance to build the other half. So I didn't even get to the landing gear part. Like, I don't know how that goes on the plane. And I don't understand how it would go on the plane. Because it's like, there's only a few parts left. <laughs> so unless the landing gear just glues onto the bottom of the fuselage. I was going to say duct tape. I think it's a slot, isn't it? Doesn't he stick it in a slot on that? 
I, I guess there's no slot that I could see. Oh, okay. On the on the plane, and then I taped it all up so I can't see anything anymore. I could be so, thinking of another plane too. Yeah, yeah. I mean the uh, what's the bushwhacker was a slot. So no, is the sport. The sport, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's probably something similar to that. We'll see, but I don't have much to do on it. Um, you know, like V bar is already programmed on it, so you know that's already kind of working, and I already glued that in place. So where are the tail servos on that? Are they inside or are they outside, like in the fuselage? They're outside, like the FT3D, right at the end, right below the elevator. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I got that pretty much going, and hopefully I'll have that done. Probably not this weekend, but I'll definitely have it done and made in for next weekend. That thing looks really cool. It does. I can't wait the to see it. The shape of it is freaking awesome. Yeah. Looks looks way better than F18, right? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know about that. F-18 has, has our faces on it. So, so actually, oh, then it I might look better. It does look better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a different type of plane. I mean, obviously, it's like a full fuselage type plane. It's not a profile. Um, I've yet to fly that, Kevin. I know, man. <laughs> because uh, I don't think I brought it. I did. I, I brought it one time, but. Um, I have to see what kind of batteries I need. I know I need a thirteen hundred, and I don't. Do you have any thirteen hundred, three S? Three S? I might have one or two. Because I don't think I have any that are good if anymore. Pump it up to four S. Come on, I'll be fine. No. <laughs> You'd go faster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can handle it. Thirty seconds. It'll probably work. Thirty seconds. <laughs> it'll be like my six S get the first time. <laughs> just yeah. Just never go full throttle. Just. Go like half throttle all the time. Have you perfect. met Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, throttle you could go half. I thought it was just on a switch. <laughs> yeah, he was actually going to no. do that on one of his planes. Just yeah, put it on a switch. I just put it on a switch. Um, <laughs> so that's and you know, I got this like urge, and this is hobby related, but I got this urge to build something else. Um, so I ended up looking online, and I wanted you know. Okay, let's preface this with like all these night flying and all these events I've gone to where there's night flying and there's these spotlights. And I'm like, you know, I remember seeing some YouTube videos where they these guys took an LED, like little, I guess, 100 watt LED array, and they would like light up the forest. I mean, it would be so much light. I'm like, why don't I never see anyone build any of those? Like, we're all hobbyists. I'm surprised no one's done a DIY, you know. Like crazy 1000 watt LED equivalent, you know, kind of whatever, uh, flashlight or a spotlight. And I'm like, all right, let me see if I could get it. So I actually got from Amazon all the parts I needed. And it's coming today and tomorrow. So I have basically a day or two to build this spotlight. And I want to see if I could uh, have it done for Rybert's event. So, so what, how are you doing this exactly? So it's a it's an LED array that's like it's like a little spot you know like it's like a yellow I don't know what they're called exactly but it's an LED array sure and it's about an inch by inch LED so it's huge okay. and these yeah. are SFD LEDs so it's a lot and basically you hook up a computer power supply uh, not power supply but a computer right. but I mean it. do you have any kind of reflector or anything to focus it the there is um. Collator or collator? I don't know how to pronounce it, but basically it's a lens and a and a reflector. Okay. So the lens that I bought is supposed to beam out about a sixty degree beam. 
So it's, it's, it's a little bit wider than what. Yeah, it's probably too much. But it, it, well, it will work, but it won't reach. It won't cut through the darkness. That's why you see the, the spotlights uh, have the big reflectors. Mm-hmm. And LEDs don't work as good as um, other types of bulbs. Okay. Because they don't cut through. It's like they don't reach out. You get tons and tons of light up close, but 100 feet away, you don't get as much light. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like. Well, the beam's too wide, right? So it probably and too like, wide. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So it kind of loses intensity as it gets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know what? It'll still it's be probably, a handy lot. Yeah, yeah. Might not work for flying, is all yeah, I'm saying. So I'm gonna try it. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe it's good for something close. You know, where we're flying the little helicopter. I mean, actually, a sixty degree. If you had like two of those, you could just set them on a table and then fly an oxy or something in front of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't have to actually have somebody following it around probably right right so let's so give steve, it a try we'll see what happens so steve yeah. have you have you seen um this guy named rc test flight no at all look look him up on on youtube it's mm-hmm. rc test flight mm-hmm. all one word he's got um, modules for sale that are 100 watt led drivers with the uh led on there and he puts them on his quad and lights up the whole neighborhood Oh, that sounds cool. He also yeah. has, I'm looking right now for, he did have like an 11,000 watt array. There's like 10 of them together, all on batteries. Uh-huh. And he, he literally lit up a campus at school and a mountainside. I think I've seen that guy. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty, um, plur, um, pretty big on YouTube. At least he's one of my heroes. Yeah, yeah um, I see this one kilowatt LED on drone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So instead of, instead of making a spotlight, just get like 20 of those things and set them around. <laughs> Have some, some aimed <laughs> up, some aimed down. Right. Well, yeah. let's see how it goes. Um, you know, like I said, if Shoot, it's, it might work great. I don't know. I'm just yeah. kind of giving you my experience working, putting uh, lots on tractors. And, uh, you know, I've done a lot with the, the, 70 watt and 100 watt leds with a reflector and a lens and uh 60 degrees um just it just doesn't reach out that far is all i'm saying i wonder if they make a a tighter one then you know yeah like a you need like a spot kind of you could always uh try i don't know flying in the daylight <laughs> too that might yeah. work. that's overrated that? that's overrated <laughs> it is and really, to be honest, if you're going to do spotlight stuff, you really need two of them at least. Yeah. Well, this was just a test to see how it would like yeah, light try up, it out. how to how you to build it, make make more, right? Mm-hmm. So, what degree would do they have? Like, I wonder what degrees they do have. But anyways, I'll look that up. Um, so that's kind of all those parts are starting to come in. I just got the CPU fan um, cooler, so. With that and then everything coming tomorrow, I should be able to get this wired up fairly quickly. I just do need to go to um, Home Depot and pick up some uh, right angle aluminum, and that way I can make the framing for for the actual housing that this could be all built into. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, let me see. Is that it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, take, uh, yeah that's take what pictures. I got. Take pictures. Yeah, just I want to see how it lights up the field. Okay, you're testing it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Uh, what about you, Kevin? 
Oh, dude, I had a great week, man. I simmed like an idiot. I was simming mm-hmm. more and more, like an hour a day. And uh went to the field on Saturday. And there was really, it was a really nice day. It was a little warm, but it was a really good day. No wind. And there was nobody there because one of the guys uh, that's a club member was getting married. And I guess he had a bunch of club members at his wedding. They got invited to his wedding. So it was like me and a couple other guys. Let's see. I brought out the crack beaver. I had my oxys and my 690. And uh, I was kind of curious to see how all the simmon would relate in real life. And I was really surprised, man. I, I was able to do almost everything I was doing in the sim in real life. Except my TikTok suck, so I couldn't do a couple of things that I'd messed with. But uh, man, my backwards flying is good, dude, and just I'm doing more and more stuff and getting sillier and sillier, and it's it's fun, man. I'm I'm really like not sweating it that much, and you know, got I got a bunch of I must have flew the oxys. I think I flew the 285 a lot, and then I flew the I think I flew the 255 like twice. I just gotta I'm gonna lose one of those pretty soon and just move the neo to, to the to the oxy four because i'm still having issues with that neo yeah i know i was talking to you steve about it and uh we thought it was the board and it seemed to be the board and i took it out there this weekend and i flipped it forward a few times and it just cut off like it was when it was in the 380 so i, I just i don't understand like if it when it cuts off it doesn't say anything it just says like radio reset or whatever like connection reset um, I'd have to look at the logs, but it did the exact same thing. Like I, I remember doing either a pure flip or a front fl- front flip with the 380, and it just stopped. You know, just the motor shuts off. It's the same exact thing. It's weird. It's probably going to tell me a vibration. That's that's what it was telling me before. I mean, I didn't look at the log. I should have, but I just I was like, ah, screw it. I'm gonna fly something else. Yeah. So I didn't really damage Oxy Four, which is good. Uh, yeah. But man, had some great flights. Was loving it, and dude, I just I needed that. I needed to go to a field and just you know our field and just chill out, not go to an event like you know some crazy event where all the stuff's going on, and just try out the things I've been doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did see one of the worst crashes I've seen ever on a helicopter was uh, our buddy Eric, that is a member of the club down there. He had a really nice Align five fifty that he flew a couple of times and he was way out. He flies icon and he didn't have rescue set up. Now everybody says rescue is a crutch. Well, some people do. <laughs> I don't cause I use it three or four times a flight. <laughs> um, no, I'm only kidding. um, sometimes, uh, but yeah, he was way out to the right, kind of like on a 45 and he was in, you could just hear it. You know how you have that, he- that sound where you're like, and you're like, what is that? Like he was trying to do something. He was in a weird orientation and he kept flipping it over, like trying to, trying to write it up the or get it to an orientation he recognized and he plowed it in, nose in, like he plowed it in. So he's like, you know, he's cursing a little bit and we're like, okay. And then we start to see smoke coming up and we're like, oh crap. And so we run out there with the, yeah, we run out there with the fire extinguisher and dude, this thing was on fire like a campfire. There were flames coming out of this thing. I was like, holy cow. And we couldn't get the fire extinguisher, of course, to work immediately. So I started digging like dirt up and I'm throwing dirt on it and I flipped the helicopter over and the whole entire main gear just is like, whoa, like that painting, you know, it yeah, just yeah. melted over the side of the, his servos. The, the cases are melting like his his battery was ejected and just 
you know, spread out and on fire like a lipo does. But man, that was horrible, dude. I Wait, was so like, his battery ejected and still caught the helio fire? Like, well, the battery kind of ejected, I guess, but it all plowed in together. So, uh, okay, so, so it was separated, like, but it was still together, right? Yeah, it was the the body was still kind of on top of it a little bit. Okay, and it was just yeah, it was just done. nuked. And strangely enough, I think he did save his motor. His ESC was done; it was just in pieces. He saved the rear servo. And probably the head, but he yeah, he just went straight in on the nose, you know. In as he's as he's doing like pulling on the elevator, trying to correct it, it just straight in, you know. Uh-huh. Got in that one orientation, just hooked right into the ground. Yeah. So that kind of sucks, man. But he's got my vote of crash of the month. <laughs> For sure, I and and I don't know if it was on that much fire that like everything was melting. That motor's probably shot too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't look bad, but yeah, he said it, he would check it out. It's probably probably shot. That's what he said. He was saying too. Damn, that's a total loss. That means. Yeah, yeah. He might have saved the icon, but he was like, I don't know if I trust it after that. All the heat it was under too, you know, because it was just it was red hot. We we couldn't even get close to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I grabbed the tail and flipped it over, but yeah, we needed the fire extinguisher to put everything out. It was crazy. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So that kind of sucked, but um. I think, let's see, other than that, what did I do? I got home today, got my AMA magazine, and uh, flipped uh-huh. it over to the, I was just flipping through it, and I saw that ad for uh, Motion RC that Chris Roberts in, and right next to him is Mike Welch. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was, it was funny, because Mike, I think, sent me a text or, a, you know, an instant message saying, hey, I'm who's that guy right next to Chris? I listened to the last episode, and I was like, I didn't even realize it because i just flipped through magazines now i don't even read anything basically anymore my attention span for magazines is shot i wanted to mention mike because mike is hooking me up with uh a place to stay at the the fun fly this weekend so i want to say thanks mike yeah sent me a a text and uh got a hold of me and asked me what i was doing he actually sent me an email earlier today about campers give me some good info info yeah so mm-hmm. thanks mike awesome so that's what i've been up to just this week's gonna be crazy coming up getting ready but uh i was i was thrilled to death to actually uh you know get out there and do stuff in real life and i've been simming more every day nice. every day i've been simming an hour dude at least awesome every man. day simming yeah i put on like an album and i'll just sim to it mm-hmm. and it's weird because some of it's heavy and some of it's mellow and it's it's good to, I think it's good to do that because you start to, when you're doing stuff slower, you're starting to do different things and it's just, it's just cool. Really digging it. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. David, how about your week? I had a great week. I actually flew on, uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one of the best days at the club we've had all year. We had 15 guys out all flying oh. around. We had Jeez. Ellie's and yeah, FPV going on and, uh, just generally a great time. I um, managed to uh, bring all but one plane back with me. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. A 60-foot yeah, tree decided to jump high and grab my mm-hmm. plane out of the air. Hey, but when that happens. I know. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was a test, it was a test rig that I've had for a long time, and I was doing trying to set up for a really fast, low pass across the field and mm-hmm. dip down behind the trees before I uh, realized it. So, you know, geez, 
the motor came out, the battery came out, they hit the ground, but the plane's still up in the tree. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, shoot. Wow. <laughs> so, so think about this. It, it's an F-18 with a slot prop like yours. Mm-hmm. Only rather than yours is a 20, I think a 24 inch wingspan. Um, so I build them a little bigger. This is a six, uh, 40 inch wingspan. Oh, wow. And, and so, yeah, the motor was on the ground. So that means the motor, which was in the slot in the middle of the wing, ripped all the way through the plane and was ejected out the front of the plane. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, so that was quite, quite a spectacular crash. Of course, all I heard was a crunch and, you know, no planes. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So, uh, yeah, flying this week was great. Um, I flew a maiden plane. It's a EPP Yak, and it's got uh, stabilization with a uh, with an Omnibus F3 mm-hmm. flight flight controller, and it's made for FPV combat. So, I was able to maiden that and fly it around. It was really fun. Nice. It's made for FPV combat. Yeah. So you can, it's basically a flight controller. So you can, you know, set it to horizon mode or or stabilize mode or acro mode, and uh, you have a little camera on it so you can see FPV, and then you put a streamer behind it and you get several guys and you're just flying around FPV trying to cut the streamers. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. Yeah, and it's it's EPP. So when you smash it on the ground, the only thing that breaks is your prop. Uh, nice. That's cool. So let's see. Um, Guillaume was there flying his copter and planes, and I flew my Vigan again. Nice. Which, yeah. <laughs> so that Vigan's a funny story. Um, you remember crashing at flight um, at Helifest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, th- I think I heard you in your previous, one of your previous podcasts talking about why it rolled, and it was because of the streamers. Yeah. So I, I ripped off those streamers and it flew fine. But uh, the interesting part about the story is that um, I ordered this that EDF off of Hobby King, mm-hmm. and what I it was a four S. Um, uh, let's see, no, it was a six S nineteen hundred KV. Okay. Uh, and for some reason they were out of stock, uh, and so they just you know gave me my money back, and so I had to order another one to put it in. What I didn't realize was I um, ordered a 4S 3000, and so I put a 6S battery on a 4S motor. Oh, jeez. And so, yeah, that thing is, um, so far I've flown it now, what, seven times, and it hasn't burned up? It's Really? It's, yeah, it's really fast. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so if you ever want to do a really fast EDF, uh, get a 3000 and put a 6L in it. Yeah. Jeez. Mine didn't last more than 20 seconds, I think. Yeah. Really? Before you burned yours up? That was at Flight Fest, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was taxiing around. I was like, okay, that's not taking off because I had wheels on it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to chuck it. I chucked it. It went like, I don't know, it went like half a circuit and then just boop. No power to motor. It broke down. Yeah, I think Steve did like a 180. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have... Um, I have a video of my flight at Flight Fest, along with the ones that I had at your HeliFest mm-hmm. of the Vigan. I just have to put them together and, and uh, upload them. Nice. I think, think that's the biggest you know, time sink of all these videos is just making them presentable before you upload them. Yeah. Video yeah. editing. 
Video editing sucks. So what's more important in that kind of scenario where you have a 4S motor, your ESC to handle this? I guess it would be your ESC because obviously the motor's handling it for now. For Yeah, for now the motor's handling it. I'm certainly over over revving the, the fan because the fan is rated for like 32,000 RPMs. And oh, I'm going, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're way over that. I'm way, I'm way over that, you know. So... um. I do. I can say that I had an 80 amp ESC on it, and it burned out. Um, so I put a 100 amp ESC in it. Oh wow! And it yeah. seems to be holding, but when it comes down, that ESC is so hot you can't put your finger on it. So wow. Oh geez, yes, you might not have too much time left on that one. <laughs> That'll slowly go. Well, yeah, it it might slowly go. It might hang in there, but you know, seven. It it the batteries last about three minutes. So um, it's got a th- uh, let's see two. Um, 3S2200, so okay, it's about a three-minute flight, and then it's down. But it's a really fast three-minute flight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have my giant wing that I took with me and flew clear up in the clouds, so uh, that was nice. We'll talk about that during Flight Fest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know, other than that, I spend a lot of time building. I have a another F-18 in the works, the um, 40-inch wingspan that's going to have that the EDF in it instead of the slot prop. Oh, so cool. Oh, nice. So that's what I'm working on, I guess, um, right now. Awesome. Okay. Let's, uh, we'll kind of go over some of the questions to kind of get to know you, or at least for our listeners to get to know you a little more, better. Sure. Uh, so, first of all, where are you located? Uh, I live in central Massachusetts, a big city called Worcester. Worcester. Spelled How do you say or- car? Yeah, car. You got a re- uh, car? <laughs> I You're was- not saying it right. I know, He's not I was- Boston. I'm not from Boston, and I wasn't born here. So, <laughs> But you're very close to Boston. Worcester is like, like, like 20 minutes, not even? Uh, it's more like 50 Okay. Is that How far is, close? Sorry. How far no is that from New Haven? New Haven, Connecticut? No, is, yeah. Sorry. Different state. <laughs> different state. <laughs> I'm sure there's other New Havens that I don't know about, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, me yeah, too. <laughs> why did I think New Haven, Massachusetts? I don't know. Sorry. There is one. There probably is one. I was out in the oh. sun a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His brain so, is baked. <laughs> we're we're an hour from Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. We're an hour from Providence, Rhode Island, and an hour from Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. So that should, you know, basically central mass. All right. Uh so how long have you been into the hobby? Uh good question. Um what do you consider being into the hobby? My oh, first you know. first contact or uh, active participant. It could be first contact, and then you know, even if you took a break and then got back into it. Okay, so uh, I don't know exactly when. I was probably eight, nine, ten years old. Um, but my dad built one of his first uh, balsa free. Let's see what um, free flight gliders. And the only thing I remember about it is is tissue covered with tissue paper. And I really, as a kid, I thought that was so light and cool that I would tap the little sections with my finger. And I did put my finger through a couple sections. Oh, 
so I learned about uh, you know model building, or at least you know what aircraft um, you know model building was back then. Um, then you know we'd always get that Tower Hobbies uh, catalog in the oh, mail. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there for hours looking at all the stuff that I couldn't afford. Yeah. And um, then one Christmas, uh, Santa Claus brought me a, uh, a control line .049 tester. Nice. Plastic, you know, model. That thing was so heavy. Um, the, the engine didn't have enough power to, you know, <laughs> make it fly. It's more like uh, you could probably tie a, a rock to a string and fly it better than that plane. <laughs> That's funny. I remember those things. Yeah, I, think I had one of those. I remember I, just dragging it, trying to get it in the air. Like you would right. actually have to drag it around first. That's right. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, we tried taking it off of our um, field at our local grade school, and um, you can't do it on grass. It just you can't do it. And so you'd have one of your friends hold it and then throw it, <laughs> and hopefully the string would stay tight enough so you could drag it around and then hope he gets out of the way on the next turn. <laughs> so I spent hours and hours doing that. Um, and then the next year I got, uh, again, Santa Claus was good to me and brought me one of these, uh, it was a, I think it was a Black Widow, a Cox Black Widow, um, 4, .049, and also a Balsa kit. And so I built my you know first Balsa airplane, and that lasted like four circuits before, you know, Balsa doesn't do well and it hits the ground going sixty. Nope. And so blew that, that control guy. line also. Yeah, the, the everything's control. Yeah, control okay. line. And uh, um, funny story with that one. Um, the I, the the motor is uh, mounted to the to the firewall. A little, you know, I mm-hmm. guess it was um, plywood firewall, yep. and the the landing gear is kind of just sandwiched between the motor or the engine and the firewall. Oh, so wow. it all they're all broken pieces, but there's still nitro in the tank. So how do you get rid of nitro in a tank without sucking it out? You run the engine. Exactly. So I started the engine, and then I, <laughs> I sit there holding it in my hand, going, "Ah, wonder how far this would go up if I let go of it." <laughs> and so I um, pointed. And how far it, did it go up? Oh, a couple hundred yards. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I, as it got to the top and ran out of fuel, I thought. Now it's going to hit the ground. I like my engine. I don't want to hit the ground. So I um, was running across the field and caught it like a center fielder. Nice. Oh, wow. Jeez. And I cut my hand open with landing gear. Um, so, yeah. And uh, no stitches. Just, you know, scraped the skin off and it was bleeding. And so that was my, you know, probably worst accident as a kid with, with model engines. Hmm. Um, let's see. Beyond that... Um, Let's see. Oh, later on, um, so my dad was a professor at the University of Montana. So, again, I grew up in in Missoula, Montana, which is western Montana, up in the mountains. Okay. And um, uh, there's a guy, another chemistry professor. His name was uh, Dr. Wayne Van Meter. And he did, um, I guess, soaring or glider competitions. And I, I don't know what the number is or the designations like F3B, F3J or something. It's where they um, do the winch launch, fly for 10 minutes and land on a bullseye. Mm-hmm. I know so, what you're talking about. So I went to two with – he invited me to go to two of those competitions that they held there. And um, basically, you know, 
downtown Missoula. And um, then a couple weekends, he took me with him up to go up to Mount Jumbo, and we slope soared off the mountain there. So wow! But I was I was too young. He I, he was smart. He didn't let me fly his stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's where I got introduced to model um, aviation. And mm-hmm. you know, after that, it was kind of a hiatus for a long time. I think uh, I got back into it in like 2011. Um, I, I had some extra time. Uh, my job was stable, yada, yada. And I thought it would be fun to do that. I really liked, um, you know, remote control models, or at least I mm-hmm. thought I would. And I got on the internet and I found this guy named, um, RC powers. You familiar with RC powers? Yes. Wow. Yep. He built slot prop jets. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool that, you know, so I, I bought his package and his plans and, <clears throat> started building only um i will advise all the young builders um don't do what i did uh i thought i was uh, i guess more advanced than i was and i built everything like one and a half time scale mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know because i i wanted something big yeah. and and yet i didn't make the motor bigger and so um oh, no. yeah and so i my first f-22 that i built off his plans i th- think it must have had a 60 inch wingspan and it had this little tiny like 28 <laughs> 22 motor spinning up three inch prop. oh my goodness jeez <laughs> so um yeah my first flight um was about as far as i could throw the plane <clears throat> and um i you know of course if after you throw it and it hits the ground a few times it all busts up and uh so i built another one and th- this actually um flew a little ways uh, but I didn't, uh, strap the, uh, the, the wires to the servos down well enough. And of course with a slot prop, those, those wires are running right by the propeller. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So it's what happens when you look, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the plane was actually flying straight and level or kind of in a curve and level. And one of the wires came loose and went through the prop. And of course I lost all control and it went straight up. And straight down and smashed. And so that was the end of those, that plane. So build the plane to specs. Everyone, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. At least when you're beginning. Yes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Experiment once you got some experience under your belt. Right. Yeah. After that, um, I started just building uh, basic self designs. I would, um, I built a hot wire cutter. So I'd take the, pink foam insulation and yes. and start uh, hot wire cutting strips that were anywhere from you know 0.5 millimeters up to you know five six millimeters thick and i started building my own planes out of um, home spun um, foam and you know most of them turned out okay but not not anything that i would probably share with others as far as plans go mm-hmm. um but that that got me into the place where I found flight test and then I started, you know, printing their plans and building them. And, um, you know, I, so I didn't have a really great flying career until about 2014 when I got my first Versa wing to fly. And that was an, an incredible experience when you get your first plane flying and you go, wow, I can actually fly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was um, all downhill. So that's 
I, I would say probably 2012 is when I started like documenting my builds, and um, I soon after started video um, recording my flights, and um, I started writing flight test articles, and uh, you know, and then I started going to Flight Fest, met you guys, uh, and you know, then it's just been, you know. When I have extra time on Saturdays, I go flying and building. Nice. Awesome. So do you only fly planes or do you dabble in uh, helis or multirotors? Oh, that's a that's great. I, I forgot part of my history. Um, <laughs> my first helicopter was one of these Cox. I think it was called the Skycopter. It was a .02 nitro engine on top of a free flight plastic. Yeah. <laughs> I had the mm-hmm. same Cabin exact nose. thing. <laughs> One where it just goes up and then comes back down. Yeah, it auto. Yeah, it auto rotates up and auto rotates down, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Only it doesn't really go up. <laughs> yeah, I, we could never get it off the ground. They should. I was gonna say they should put in the manual. Your father will yell at you <laughs> when you attempt to fly this thing. Yeah. So uh, you're right. I attempted to fly it, you know, several times, and it it would kind of bounce around on the grass and uh yeah never is that the one it. that looks kind of like a military helicopter but it has like a motor and like basically a propeller on top with like fake blades that kind of just spun freely the yeah. blades yeah the blades are supposed to kind of stay out of the way as it's climbing because you have like the you have like a prop like an airplane prop yeah in the middle. yeah it's like three four inches uh-huh. and then it's supposed to they're actually supposed to like like fold kind out or whatever, and then, out. yeah, yeah, as it yeah. rotates down. Say, yeah, it kind of auto rotates to slow the descent a little bit. Yeah, the the blades are counter uh, what counterweighted, so that on the way up when they're spinning counterclockwise to the or let's see counter rotation to the 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 nitro motor, mm-hmm. um, they provide lift, and when you get to the top and the nitro motor shuts off, um, then those counterweights take over and they provide just a little bit of lift so it auto rotates down okay at yeah. least that was the design <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do <laughs> yeah. yeah you know i think we i you know and there's no counter there's no tail um on it and you know no what do you what do you guys call them the tail, tail yeah, yeah tail, tail rotor. Rotor. Mm-hmm. so the thing just kind of slowly spun around you know opposite the the mm-hmm. you know the motor till it got to ran out of fuel and then you know, auto down. The but, most horrific thing a child could go through. <laughs> spending hours and hours getting this thing finally going and it just flies away. <laughs> well. Yeah, if it flew away. You can't. Well, mine mine didn't get off the ground. so I think the apart. furthest mine flew was like five feet and it flipped over and just drove itself right into the ground. <laughs> Were you cutting weight off of it? <laughs> I, I all I remember is my father yelling from the porch, my older brother trying to get it going, my father calling him a sissy, and all the, it was just hysterical. Uh, they were well, yelling at it back back and forth at each other. I kind of like stood back out of the way. Ah, uh, oh, that <laughs> that reminds me. I also had um, well, I all these memories coming back. I had a Cox car, and you would um, wrap this uh, this the polling the pull cord around one of the wheels. It had a little slot in the wheel, and you'd put a, a rope with a little knot in the wheel to start it and just pull on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it just, you know, it was just straight. 
So you'd start up the motor and, you know, stick the cover on it and let it go down the sidewalk only. You know, how straight can you actually run a Yeah, I was going to say, probably goes straight till it hits a pebble and then goes off yeah. <laughs> through the road. Yeah. Wouldn't even need a pebble, but it aimed for the nearest. <laughs> it just aimed for the nearest tree. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one of those. Um, My favorite thing about all these cock engine models from back in the day is uh, we all got them as like really young kids. So you got a nitro engine spinning a razor shot prop, just, you know, (laughs) free flight, going crazy, could smack you in the face or no control. (laughs) And not even that. Remember starting those things? Yeah. With the little spring loaded? It's like, yeah, it would hit your finger if you didn't get it out of the way Uh fast enough. Uh Uh-huh. The cock spring was, however, way better than the tester spring. Uh, on that tester motor, it was a, was it a coil spring on the inside of a disc, you know, kind of like a watch. Oh, kind of like, a, oh, like yeah, an yeah. RC car yeah. starter. And you just, you'd a- wind yeah, it backwards and let it go, and it, it would sometimes start. And if it started up and backfired and ran backwards, it would... Oh, it would it would wind the spring up until you heard it go spoing, and you know oh. then then you'd have to order a new spring because it just ripped it apart. Remember the uh, UFO they had too? They had one that was a UFO, the same kind of principle where it would fly up on its up on its own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm yeah, not yeah, try that. Yeah, my father yelled at me enough for the helicopter. I was flying some. <laughs> trying some ufo well i'm i'm still impressed i was just looking at some videos about the um, nats and they have free flight uh you know basically the same things we were doing only you start your model up and you you know put them on the runway and you let them take off and hopefully they fly in a circle right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's incredible i just there's not enough room around this place there's too many trees to do something like that yeah there's a there's a huge um discipline uh with free flight stuff got the indoor stuff and the outdoor and like i didn't even really know that was still around till you start investigating and seeing what's going on in the nats and it's it i mean there's still a lot of people doing it yeah uh, what's that guy's name um josh 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 um jo- no it's not orchard josh no, no, that's a josh orchard yeah josh finn josh, josh finn, finn. yes yeah, 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 he does the indoor stuff. Yeah, all the really super light tissue paper balsa mm-hmm. little free flight stuff. Those are bad powered. Oh yeah, the I don't does he use tissue paper? I think tissues. I can't he remember. might use he might use something even different. Like, it looks like tissue paper to me, but no, I think he uses like cellophane or something like that. It's clear it, what he uses. They uh, they mm. use a a stuff that's even lighter now it's basically like a film you put on the water water yep and then yep. you pick oh. up the balsa through it i mean it's like what? super fragile stuff yeah it's oh the same it, it's kind of like the same stuff you do your what are they they, they float the print stuff and then you yeah 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 you dip print it's, yeah what yeah. do they call that um uh, hydro dipping yeah hydro dipping yeah, it's the same principle but with like a clear you know wing film. skin Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't even go into the kitchen, open a can of soup without making a mess. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine doing anything like this. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably build one, spend like, you know, 20 hours on it, and then I'd step on it or something. Yeah. 
right? Crush yeah. it getting out of bed. Yeah. Oops. So no quadcopters, no multirotors, or well, yeah, we skipped that whole part. Um, yeah, my first, any... yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. my my first uh, um, video, YouTube video, was my first quadcopter. I called it um, Screeny. Um, that's because the frame. It was a. I went down to Home Depot and got that aluminum frame for screen windows. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and since it has automatic corners, you know, little plastic things, you just sure. you know, put it together, and I put it together in like an 8-inch square. I cut dowling to fit inside that screen, that, that aluminum, um, oh. you know, whatever it's called, the aluminum, and screwed the motor right into it and put a KK2 board in the center of it, and that was my first quadcopter. Okay, nice. cool. And, I put a camera on the front and have nice video of me flying into trees and, um, and you know, take, you know, basically uh, aerial photography from, you know, the, the school down the, down the road. So, nice. So that was my first quad. And since then, I built, I've built three quadcopters, kind of just, you know, I'm, I used a Formica countertop for the frame material and, okay. and, and the square dowels. And then I got wind of David Windensall's tricopter, so I've mm-hmm. I've built two full size and one and, and believe, uh, I, I he built that mini one, the, the really small one, mm-hmm. and I had already built one um, when he announced his. I already had a small folding one, so but it you know KK two boards are old technology, so I know um, I still have some too, and I'm like, what do I do with these things? Yeah, I think yeah. I still have one too. Uh, yeah, good question. Um, you could, I mean, they're still useful for, for some applications as long as, you know, racing quads use, you know, better stuff, but yeah, you can still stabilize a plane or a quadcopter as long as you're not going crazy. Yeah. I thought about, um, putting it in planes, Mm -hmm. you know, but now I fly mini V bars, basically the same thing. Yeah. Guillaume does um, that too. He just puts in the the is it a neo, right? Yeah, you could go neo, but I mean, I even go more more old school. Like the previous predecessors to the neo, it's the mini V bar, and then also silver line or blue line V bars. Mm-hmm. Um, you get those pretty cheap, and I bought a whole bunch at a, uh, you know, kind of over like the last year. So mm-hmm. now I I don't put them in helicopters, but I put them in all my planes. So. My EFX racer has one now, and that's flying. It's locked on. Kevin, you flew it there. That that thing it flies good yeah, with that. It does. Um, yeah, and a couple other planes, you know. And it's not even a gyro per se. It's just I like using my transmitter. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and Guillaume's the same way. He he's the only one I know with a, you know, a four dollar Vigan with a three hundred three hundred dollar receiver. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it does fly smooth, you know. Yeah. He's let me fly it. It's um, having that kind of stabilization is really helpful. Dave, while we're talking about your YouTube channel, um, I noticed you built a biplane and looked like it was covered in I don't know what was that covered in fiberglass or yeah fiberglass. So that that was one of my first um, I guess hack builds that I that I produced. So what I did uh, that that plane has a history like none other. I actually <laughs> cut with a hot wire um, the wings, so I had they're they're about um, fifty five inches long, and so I hot cut two two wings out of the pink foam, um, 
and on my first maiden flight, uh, it, the plane was tail heavy, and it, um, of course, you know, stalled out and smashed on the ground and broke both wings. And then I took that the the section of wing, um, basically uh, put it on my hot wire cutter. So the, my hot wire cutter is a, a wire that goes across my build table. So I can okay. adjust I can adjust the wire up and down, and the build table becomes the surface that I cut against. Oh, nice! Okay. And so I put the wing basically vertical, and then I slide the you know the wing across the hot wire, and I can cut uh, sections basically ribs that are five millimeters thick. So I I took one of these wings and I cut it into a whole bunch of five millimeter sections, and and then I basically built a built up foam wing, and. So it is covered with fiberglass, but it's really hard to get fiberglass to not droop between the ribs. And so what I did was I I glued um, tissue paper over the um, foam. And then, of course, you wet it and let it dry and it stiffens up. And then you just um, overlay that with fiberglass. Okay. So it's it's kind of a a detailed or involved process to get it to, to work right. But um, it's really strong and really light. Nice. So yeah, I started with um, I guess uh, epoxy resins way, you know, before I ever touched flight test stuff. And when I started using the foam, the foam board, I was I guess frustrated because every up here I don't know how it is in Texas, but up here. <laughs> Um, there's dew on the grass until you know 10 in the morning so whenever you mm-hmm. flew you would land you know and most of their planes were belly landers they'd get wet and then it'd warp yeah it'd fall apart yep so it'd peel and and so i got frustrated with that so from the very get-go i was always just peeling the paper off to begin with and then laying fiberglass over the foam and then building nice okay cool yeah, you noticed I didn't do that with your F-18. I just gave you the paper one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably easier. It is. Um, so all my prototyping is just done with um, foam board. And after I get it flying and it looks, you know, it flies reasonable, then I, um, I'll i skin it and, and fiberglass it. Cool, man. Yeah, so you um, that's what I did with the Vigan. I think you did that too, Steve, right? Uh, not, not so well, but yeah. <laughs> No, you had a great Vigan. It was like um, four inches of fiberglass on the bottom, so you uh-huh. had a nice skid plate. It was great. The bottom is like, you know, <laughs> quote-unquote unbreakable. <laughs> that yeah. thing will outlast everything else on that plane. It'll just be a flying flat piece of foam soon. <laughs> well, that's all it is anyway. It's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, fiberglass is great. I love it. It is. It's definitely uh, very intimidating to work with at first, but once you kind of get used to it, it's a little bit messy, but it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I've. I guess I've gotten uh-huh. used to it. I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I just skin or reskin the fiberglass as sheets, and then cut it out and, and glue all my models together afterwards. Yep. Uh, let's see. So, what do you do for a living? Okay. Do you want the long answer or short answer? <laughs> so let's go with the short answer, and then if we want any okay. more explanation, we'll go with the long. <laughs> okay. I'm a. Um, I'm a scientist. Uh, short title. Um, mad um, scientist? Pretty, pretty mad. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I work for Quest Diagnostics, and I uh, I work for their neurology franchise. And so, in in the, my past life, um, before a year and a half ago, I was 
designing their neurological tests for different um, diseases. So, uh, for example, if you were to get your um, blood drawn and sent to Quest Diagnostics for uh, an early um, onset Alzheimer's test, um, you would be tested with the test that I designed and and made. Wow, dude! Cool. That's wow. Cool. Yeah. So, that's cool. so that's that's one you know one of an array of you know half a dozen or more tests that I've designed for them. Um, lately, I've had the the super opportunity. Um, it was announced last year from Ancestry DNA that Quest would be running their samples. And so I was the the lead scientist in designing the laboratory that would run their samples for them. So right now I'm um, overseeing the process of Ancestry DNA samples at Quest Diagnostics. Nice. My wife so, wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, the Ancestry test? Yeah. Was it 23andMe or whatever it's called or... What oh, that's that genome that, testers, or yeah, that's our competitors. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, yeah, there's 23andMe, there's Ancestry.com, and I, I have, you know, I think Ancestry has a, a cheaper um, cut test than, mm-hmm. than 23andMe. They've got their, uh, you know, both, you know, tests have their, you know, you know, they do their Ancestry, and, right able to determine um you know basic parts of the world where you came from yeah that's crazy uh let's see here so what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as crazy hence the mad scientist <laughs> um you know i would think i'm intermediate by now i can fly just about anything that you put in my hands and um you heard that you heard that kevin he wants to fly your logo 690 oh <laughs> I can't even fly my no logo six ninety. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, Dave, you're definitely an intermediate pilot. I mean, you were killing it with that the F eighteen. You brought out the F eighteen E, and you were whipping that thing around. And that thing was quicker than Guillaume's Vigan at some points. Man, it was really it was, fast. Yeah, I, I'm also I killed my Vigan too. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so intermediate. Or you know whatever. I mean, I can't say I'm really really good because last weekend I hit a tree. So uh, <laughs> no, yeah, the tree hit you. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I think I think uh, I, I give you a lot of credit for some of the models that you've come up with and and have shown on your YouTube channel. Uh, just some of the crazy things that you've done. Um, like the 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 one thing. What's that one that with the wings in the back kind of bend back? Um, oh. And the, the forward canars, this the ascender, yeah, yes, that yeah. was a that was a very interesting model. I haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah, and you probably won't see it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, that, that was really a challenging build. I didn't realize how challenging it was. Um, so, I think it was a year ago. No, uh, was it a year ago? No, it was this year at Flight Fest. They 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 put out challenges for um, what do they call them? They just do a build challenge, and this year was to build a model that uh, was in the World War um, II era, but did not fly in combat. And so okay. I, I, I was just looking through the you know pictures of you know World War II planes, and I came across the Ascender, and I thought, my gosh, that thing looks great. It's a wing. I know how to build flying wings. Mm-hmm. It's a wing with a body on it. So I, I'll just 
do that. And so I built the first prototype and, um, frankly, I smashed it into the ground. Um, <clears throat> and so I built the second prototype and it actually flew five times, but on the you know fifth or sixth time it, it hit the ground a little too hard on landing and broke the fuselage. And so I built another one and I actually took it to flight fest this year and, and flew it. And it, it's a handful. It's, I wouldn't wish that plane on anybody because the, <laughs> the, I think the canards are, have too much travel on them. So whenever I pulled up, it would immediately go way nose up and then stall. And once it's in a stall, it's just a flat spin until it's ground. You can't get out of it. Hmm. Wow. So it looks cool, but um, be wary of cool looking things because it's a handful. Yeah, it's definitely a cool looking plane, man. Something yeah. steampunkish or fantasy type <laughs> looking. Yeah, fantasy plane. type for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I have I have another prototype of that one that's uh, one and a half times bigger. Um, you and your one uh, and a half times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but you know where that comes from, don't you? So so the foam board that I'm using, or you know the 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 ready board is um, what thirty inches long, uh-huh. and twenty inches wide. And so the biggest piece you can build is one wing that's thirty inches, ah. uh, and so I just I just scale up the plans until um, you hit that thirty inch you know wing, and you have to build it small enough so you have two pieces to fold over, and that determines the largest plane you could build with one piece of foam. Now, did the forward canards move on the the real thing? Did they like act like elevators? You mean on the real life plane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They. Um, there, there are a few videos of that uh, airplane um, on YouTube somewhere, and uh, they rotate almost like 180 degrees. You could use them as air brakes. They're wow. minor rotating, I think, four degrees in either direction. And I, I think four degrees is too much. So uh, it's wow. they really rotate. They're just flopping all over up front. Hmm. Um, and that was their elevator. They didn't. Yeah. Um, they use that as their elevator, and then their their ailerons as ailerons, and right. they had and they the rudders were out on those winglets on the tips of the wings, mm-hmm. and um, m- of course my model didn't have rudder; it just had the ailerons and elevator or canard. That's a just a crazy looking plane. <laughs> it's cool. I'll let you fly it. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Steve, I need a. Neo that I can put in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> with that some would stabilization. Probably, that yeah, would probably yeah. really help. <laughs> oh, definitely. Just just put your what is that? What do you have again? What is that thing called? AS three. AS three X. No, no, but it's AR six three six or six three five. One of those. Whatever you have in your Sukhoi, just throw that in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, cool. Any new maneuvers you've been working on? Staying out of trees. <laughs> well, that's a tough one, man. That's a yeah. tough one to get over. <laughs> We're all working on that one. Yeah. Um, maneuvers. See, you're 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 coming from the helicopter angle, so I guess the maneuvers that I'm working on. Um, uh, I've been just a, a pilot who flies upright, uh, and so with my my EPP yak that I have with stabilization, uh, even. On the day of Maiden, I was flying it inverted, and I thought nice. that was, I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I've 
you know, have the itch to do more of that upside down. I can't quite fly a plane backwards, but upside well, down. I was about to say, that's... wait, wait till you get to the inverted backwards flying. Then it gets really yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to expand my repertoire of flying just by, you know, being able to fly inverted. And yeah, um, get that orientation, inverted orientation. That was, it'll help you. Mm-hmm. Guillaume has been flying his, his inverted quad, his 3D quad. Have you seen that thing? Which one does he have? The Vertex uh, or? I don't know. I'd have the to. The Curtis Youngblood one, the um, Stingray? I'd have to look it up. Um, but he had it at the field last last week. and um, Does it look know, like an H quad or does it look like an X-ray? It, it's, a, it's an x and the back to the back rotors are kind of slanted like at 10 degrees out from each other. Oh, hmm. um, I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know what that is. It was the only yeah. two I really know is, I mean, but that's besides like the micros oh. that Blade makes, it's the uh, it's the Invertix and uh, yeah, and thing Bla- like- Blade had a 200 one also that about the size of the Invertix still. Oh, okay, so anyway, um, he's he goes by code pox on YouTube mm-hmm. and one of his last videos is him flying that thing. So if you want to look that up, um, nice, but you know, the, he has reversing ESE. So the motors have to stop and, you know, then spin up the other way when he goes mm-hmm. inverted. Oh, okay. I remember him talking about this. Yeah. So he's got that up and flying. He had a, um, he's, he actually, um, flew those things a long time ago when they were first developing and, he gave, you know, I guess he went into helicopters and now he's, he, he blames me for getting him back into planes and now he's flying quads again. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's see what else do we have here. Uh, do you sim? I have simmed a few times, um, but I don't do it actively. You know, I, I hear Kevin simming an hour a day. Um, I guess my interests are when I'm doing something, I'd rather be building than simming. So, uh, you know, I actively build, and I don't so much. Okay. So cool. I I have when I started doing race quads, I started simming, you know, through the gates and stuff, and, um, you know, then I'd put on the goggles, go out to the field, and, you know, crash into the grass and say, well, that was fun. And <laughs> so it's just a it's a slow process for me learning, but you know, uh, I I have simmed, just don't do it actively. Okay. And then let's talk about your fleet. Okay. Um, I had four FA-18s. Now I have three since last Saturday. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one um, is what I made from the RC power, or super, yeah, RC powers. Um, I think I scaled it up one and a half times. Uh, I'm still flying it. That's still one of um, my favorite birds. RC Powers, he was on one of the forums a long time ago, and he used to sell his plans, right? Or did he have his own website? Yeah, he yes. used to sell it. Yeah. He used to sell his own. He had his own forum, and um, you could buy like his uh, electronics uh, how-to package or something. And okay. He was, he was really instrumental in using helicopter-tailed gyros to stabilize the aileron and elevator of his planes. So okay. he would just um, glue these things in at different orientations and put the wire, you know, you'd connect your 
um, receiver to sure. the gyro and to the control surface, and he would be able to fly these slow pass high alphas, and it would be self-correcting before there was flight controllers. And nice, yeah, I thought it. So I have a whole box of these tails um, gyros now that I don't use, uh, <laughs> and so I have his. I built his F-22 twice, his F-18, and uh, haven't built any of his other models because at that time I branched mm-hmm. off into my my own um, designs. Mm-hmm. And I, so the the model that I gave you guys is my own design of the F-18. And after I designed that, I scaled it up, I think, 150%. So it's got that 40-inch wingspan I built. Now I'm on my third. My last one I made just like a month ago, two months ago, and it's got a really uh, strong motor in it versus the previous models, and it's it's hopping good. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy uh, had the V3 of the F-18 that I really wanted to, to try and make. Mm-hmm. That was pre-flight test. Yeah. So I've got my plans out there on the on the flight test forums if you want it the big one okay yeah i think i did see that shortly after we got together yeah just you know i was stalking you yeah if if you if you want the fast one the fast one's coming out um probably uh, you know i mained it a couple months ago and then the flight test or flight fest got in the way and then heli or heli fest and then flight fest and then um i've been to california three times for work and um it's sitting, it's hanging here, and all I need to do is paint it and finish the, the build article, and then it's going to be published. So, Cool. Nice. So, um, Let's see, what else is in my hangar? I've got a, a Crosby CR4 that I built for Flight Fest two years ago, and that was the Race Challenge by Josh Orchard. Uh, right. It, it, it crashed on takeoff, and it... Um, has never flown since and uh, it's hanging here. <laughs> um, it will fly one day. Uh, and then I have, um, again, my, the, I guess my love is the wing. I have two, well, one basically Versa wing. I redesigned, I just, I took the Versa wing design and kind of just tweaked it a little bit. Um, uh, by, I guess, cutting a notch out of the rear. So I moved the, the, the motor, forward about 10 centimeters and and then you can balance it without adding lead weight to the nose okay and so um without that additional weight i with a 2200 milliamp battery it really flies sweet um and of course mine are all um, fiberglass um, skinned um then i i've i took that modification and built a blunt wing so basically add six inches uh, centerpiece and that's my glider i can take it up into the sky turn off the motor and just sit there and it's it's i thought gliding would be boring i think it's really really fun i have one of those uh chair uh, zero gravity chairs i right. just park out there look up into the sky and sit there in the clouds that's it's- a lot of fun it's fun for everyone but Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> Is this fun? 
So no, it's, it is this fun. is fun. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Uh, <laughs> so one of the yeah one of the other designs that I've done is um, it was kind of serendipitous. I took my brother. Um, so one one day I was home. Is like three years ago. I was, I was home visiting, and in the basement of my dad's house, there's these uh, nitro models, and one was a wing. And I was going, "Wow, who flies?" Turns out they're my younger brother Bryce's, and he came out to Boston for a conference, and I took him. You know, basically, I stole him from his conference. And we went flying, and nice. he, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we we were buddy boxing, and um, I told him, "Hey, you know, I'm going to give it to you, and if you need to give it back, just say yours." And of course, he's flying around, and the plane does this crazy spiral, and then hits the ground. And then he looks at me and goes, "Yours." <laughs> <laughs> and, Classic. Um, yeah. So the the wing is, you know, again was skinned in fiberglass and broke the whole center section out. And what I did was I just took the tips of the wings from about you know the last six inches, and I just cut them off straight, glued them together, glued the motor back on it. And it became a mini wing. And I just, you know, I did it in a day. I just thought, what the heck? Yeah. And took it out there. And it's my favorite wing. Um, it's got the same uh, motor as your F-18 that I gave you. But it's only got like a 13-inch wingspan. And oh, jeez. And it, oh, wow. it goes clipped. really fast. Oh, yeah. It's, and so if you, you know, it's just fun to fly. It it is is on rails. It just doesn't flop around, and I can slow it down to almost nothing and land it. So it's it's a really fun thing to to fly. Nice. So that's my stock of wings. Um, I did a group build uh, this winter with uh, my club, and we built the FT Scout, a simple Scout. Okay. And so I still have that unpainted and. And uh, of course, everyone's got a Spitfire, mm-hmm. and I, and uh, so the rest of my hangar is the Vigan that you know about, mm-hmm. and I have five models planned that are all in various bits of pieces on my shelves. Nice, dude. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so what about your supporting equipment? Like, what do you like to use for your your charger, your radio transmitter, and all that stuff? Okay, so my first um, transmitter was a DX6i uh, Spectrum, and I graduated mm-hmm. to a uh, Tyrannus X9D. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I did a little fooling around and made a you know uh, a buddy box out of the X uh, the the Spectrum, and I made a wireless buddy box. It's got a quite a bit of latency so i i wouldn't recommend it so um i i fly um free sky uh stuff i have a uh reactor charger a 300 watt 20 amp um charger and lately i just use guillaume's stuff at the at the field because he brings his uh his generator and his his you know his pulse charger it's really you know that charger of his is really nice yeah nice so I borrow his at the field. Otherwise, I drag a battery um, off and use my reactor. Um, let's see, other supporting equipment. Sunglasses, chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have, I've, I first started with like the Turnigy 2200 milliamp hour. I think everyone does. That's when, you know, that's what I got off the flight test recommendations. 
Um, since then, I I have a couple pulses. I really like those. Mm-hmm. And uh, my main battery right now is um, the Zippy Pack. I don't know who makes them. Is it Zippy? Um, Zippy Pack's Turnigy, basically. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I've gone from just the blue Turnigy to the yellow Zippy. And um, a couple years ago at Flight Fest... Um, ready-made RC was uh, basically giving away these 6,600 milliamp hour packs. Were you there for that flight fest? Do you remember that? Yeah, those were 4S, right? Yeah, they're 4S 6,600 for 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah, they're, yep. they're the big orange. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know, I remember Nick. He came. Was Nick like, yeah, he bought. He bought like two or three. He was like, "Yeah, that's gonna be awesome for my uh, my 200% Spitfire." That's right. So yep. I bought. Mm-hmm. I bought ten of them. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and so what I do is I I uh, I cut them up, split them out, and that's what I make the thirty three hundred three S and four S out of. So oh, okay. So so that's my battery supply. Probably don't need another battery for a while. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, most of my my biggest supporting equipment that I use, uh, of course, is a hobby knife, and I really like my scroll saw. So for my yeah. bills, I I really like the scroll saw, and then um, again my the fiberglass. So those are my supports. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I've been thinking about buying a scroll saw. I kind of want one. Yeah, I've I couldn't do this without it. I just cut everything plastic, wood, um, aluminum, everything. Yeah, and and the reason is this kit um, has plans like for. Like the, the optional tail wheel and all this stuff, and it's all made out of like hobby grade, you know, plywood. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna cut that out. And yeah, maybe I, I could bring it to work and I could figure out a way to laser cut it. But I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, I just need one piece. It's like if I had a scroll saw, I could just start it up and just whoop, zip through it and be done. Yeah. So just have Kevin print it on his 3D printer. That was the other thing, but I, I would have to actually get the design <laughs> into the 3D printer. I mean, I have pretty much the same 3D printer, but. It's it's the CAD work that takes me too long. That's why I don't bother with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think wood wood has a you know propensity to be stronger than all the than the plastic. So yeah, plus it has a little bit of flex without cracking. It's it's, it's yeah. And for this this you know type of uh, like I mean don't get me wrong the firewall on my um, the edges is three D printed you know but mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think like for the for the design that they have, I would if I three D print it for me to make it the same um, strength, I would have to like double the thickness probably. Yeah. So so what you do is you buy your wife a scroll saw, um, and say, look at all the cool stuff you can do, and uh, and she'll lose interest in it, and then you just take it over like I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Let's kind of move into another subset of questions and. And, you know, this year, Kevin and I and, and Andy weren't able to make um, Flight Fest 2018. And we know you went, so we want to, you know, see if you could give us some highlights and, you know, kind of the highlights and the overview of, of t- this year's Flight Fest Ohio. Okay, um, excellent. So, um, I, I guess the number one highlight for Flight Fest, uh, at least from my perspective, is this year um, Flight Fest organizer their volunteers a little differently. I don't know if you heard what they did. No. But so um, typically there was, um, I, I know Fred, 
was the f- first or first and s- or second mm-hmm. um, first organizer two first, first two, two years. Yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't actually. I don't think I made those two years. My my first one was 2016. So did they? Yeah, 14 and 15. I wasn't there. Um, and what? And, uh, I understand why you didn't go those first two years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I didn't kidding, Fred. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, I didn't know about flight fest, or I mm-hmm. you know, didn't have my ears to the ground. But I, I the. In 2016, when I went, I volunteered, and it's basically one person running, what, 35, 50 people, all just crazy. Mm-hmm. And this year, what they did was they asked people to uh, register or, um, I guess, apply to be crew members. And what that was was um, people who have done it before know what's going on. And then they chose three to four people in each team. For instance, I was on the technical team, so I was technical crew. And what my job has been for the last uh, years at at Flight Fest was to start the generators, run the electrical wire if there's any electrical um, problems, Mm -hmm. um, air conditioning, you name it, showers. uh, You know, we were the guys to call. Uh, This year, we actually were given free reign basically to lead each crew so josh orchard and carl Leidick were the like the flight line crew and they organized all the flight line volunteers and 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 so they had i think it was 26 to 30 crew members that all took an area uh, and you know like registration they had to run registration before and and so andre didn't have to run everything and so the biggest change on the volunteer end was that, and it worked really, really well. I thought it was awesome. Nice. Um, and so, I, speaking of the flight line, how was that? Was it yeah. as crazy as normal? Did you see more people, more volunteers out there? You know, saying, "Hey, this is the beginner area. This is this area." Yeah, where's your spotter? All that stuff. <laughs> was there any kind of that kind of stuff? I, I'm just curious. I, I, I want to say that it was more organized than in the years past that I've been to. Okay. Um, um, it. It still had the feel of being, uh, what should I say, inviting and loose. At the same time, I th- I felt safer. They made the flight line, let's see, the runway area thinner. So um, basically, they fenced off or barricaded, you know, where the you know the masses, the public are, and then they you walk through a gate. There's there was a gate like every twenty feet. And then they had flight stations. There's five flight stations every, I don't know, 100 yards. And, you know, I think it worked really well. You'd went out, you'd go past the flight line, you'd go out there and wait for a flight station. And um, in years previous, everyone just ran out <laughs> and threw their plane in the air, right? Right. And this yeah. year, I think with the barricade, um, it worked really nicely because people all walked out and took their turn. Um, another thing that helped, helped with that is they put, uh, at least center stage, they put a whole bunch of vendors along the, the flight line so that you couldn't okay. just ru- run out of the, you know, out of the area out into the flight line. There's actually a metal barricade. And so you had to th- actually think about what you're doing. So, um, it was, it was good that way. Uh, so that was the biggest change from a volunteer's perspective, um, 
there were, of course, P, uh, there was five or six builds that were ginormous. Not, I mean, you know, we're talking two by fours as spars in the wings, uh, twenty six <laughs> feet wide. It was Jeez. these. There's some really. I don't. I won't say wow. crazy crazy because someone will listen to this and go oh i don't like him because he called me crazy but there <laughs> there were some really monster planes and uh, you know i was busy at times i didn't get to see them all fly mm-hmm. the, there was one i did see fly it was a, a 16 and a half foot wing oh my God. and i i put that on my youtube channel because it was spec- spectacular it flew uh, one loop. <laughs> I did see that one. Yep. Oh yeah, it went up and down right on its right on its head. And nice. Two, yeah, it was a balsa buildup. It wasn't a. It wasn't foam. The guy took two and, half, two and a half weeks to build a balsa wing and smashed it on the first flight. Um, so that was that was impressive. Um, they had they had the uh, I don't know how um, Josh. Bixler organized this, but there were two flyovers by F-16s from the Air Force. I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. So I think I I know one was on Saturday. The other one was I think on Thursday or Friday. I can't remember That's which awesome. day. But at noontime they flew over and then went vertical, and you know it was that was pretty you know pretty nice. Uh, they had a noontime demo of a Mamba 70cc biplane. Um, I, you know, I'm sure people that like the 3D flying, that was what I was most impressed with was they, he took that up two, three, 400 feet, put it nose down. And the thing just sat there in the sky coming straight down. Got crow. Yep. That's one of those flex innovation planes. I was telling you about, that's the big one, the gas powered one. It's got, uh, you it's got crows, so it's got ailerons on the the top and the bottom wing. It's a biplane, right. mm-hmm. so you just throw one down and one up, and it's just air like brakes. Br- brakes, yeah, going oh, straight down at a slow speed. Yeah, I was I was watching the noon demo. And he took that up there and aimed it down. And I thought, oh, this thing's gonna come just booking and mm-hmm. it just hung there in the clouds and came down and he landed it within like twenty feet. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go straight down and then just level out and land. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so he wow. did that. That was a great trick. Wow. Um, so uh, I, I I guess I'll take this opportunity. There's I, I don't want to brag, but this was one of the fun things that you see all the time at Flight Fest. But this one um, was one I was a part of. Um, Friday I was sitting under my uh, canopy just watching the flight line, and a, a, a dad and his and a boy were out there, and they had just built their first flying Versa wing. And, um, and I watched, uh, uh, them toss it in the air the first time and it went nose first into the ground, like 10 feet in front of them. And I, I went, Oh man, I've been there. I've done that. I know what's going wrong. <laughs> and I jumped up out of my chair, ran out to the flight line before they could get it up the second time. And I said, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Um, you got to have some elevator on this or it won't, won't fly at all. And so we adjusted their elevator and then I showed them where the, the CG points were and the plane was completely nose heavy. Um, and so I showed, I, I, 
brought him my wing that I had brought with me and showed him where the throws were and where the CG balanced. And I said, if you get it right, it will fly great. And they, yeah. and they, they took their plane back and, um, and uh, like four or five hours later, I saw him out there again and they threw it up in the air and it flew beautifully. And after the plane landed, the boy came running over to me and goes, it flew, it flew, it really worked, it really worked. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's you know, awesome. Yeah, so experience pays. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where that happens all the time. You'll see people helping each other out and yeah. get planes in the air. Uh, um, so it's, it's, it's fun that way. Um, the other cool. thing they did, there was a, um, did you hear about their veteran fly? No, no, I I pretty much stayed away from any news from Fly Fest because I just was like, I'm not there and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you, know. you and Fred do have something in common. <laughs> so they they did a veteran fly where um, anyone with a a plane that has been flown in combat at any time um, uh-huh. flew flew their planes. It wasn't it was, was I can't remember what time it was. It was but it's Saturday. And then they donated the planes to be auctioned off for a veteran's home. Oh, that's cool. And so, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, that's the plane. That was my F 18. Um, I crashed into a flagpole doing a low pass in front of everybody and it still got, um, auctioned off. Uh, and of course, then there's the annual radiant fly by the, um, community podcast or the community cast. Um, so that uh, I think that's the RC after hours now. They do that, right? Or is it both? Is it both? I th- yeah, both yeah it's kind I of think, both. Uh, I think after hours started it, but then the community cast guys do it also. So it's kind of everyone, I think. Yeah. So I threw my wing up in the mix mist of everybody else's um, radiant, and you know, I had a camera on it, so I took pictures of what I could. It was fun. Oh, I thought you were pulling cool. a Kevin and you throw the Viggen up there to try to crash it. Yeah, I was going to say, I used a, a nice slow plane to join him last, <laughs> last time I was there. I flew my Viggen and was chasing them all around. All I, yeah, I just went higher than them all and then, you know, tried to, to get pictures. So Nice. That was fun. So the the weather there was great this year. Um, yeah. No rain? Nice. No mud? No rain, no mud. Yeah, and it wasn't too scorching hot like the previous year it was mm-hmm. it was pretty nice yeah, it sounds like it was a good year all around yeah did guillaume go with you no he did not um i can't nest my good friend uh jay vining uh we met at the first flight um flight fest and we've been camping buddies ever since oh nice cool so, yeah so yeah, on that first one, the the night I met you, <laughs> you guys had set up your uh, let's see your RV with a little you know canopy, mm-hmm. and you remember you had the SE five under a tarp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you started talking and said you got to see this, and you un you know pulled the tarp back to show us your plane, and that was just like that was our um, introduction. To you said, do you ever hear a free flow RC podcast? I go what? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so curious was was uh were there any helicopter folks over there this year uh um i saw, I saw charles booker was there yeah so, he always goes every year okay i saw two two or three helicopters fly at the far eastern of the flight line mm-hmm. so yeah where you guys were last year yep um so there was i saw at least three helicopters fly nice so Oh, cool. Awesome. 
All right. Uh, any other memorable moments, crashes, special builds, anything else you want to mention before we kind of move it on? Um, no, the, the other than um, the combats, as always, were just awesome. I mean, and, those are usually just insane. It's havoc in the air. Yeah, but there were there were some good, you know, good crashes, and nice. there were some a lot of people throwing up big builds into the the mayhem. Nice. So, um, I've already got my plane staked out for next year. So nice. Uh, was Lane's plane there? If he was, his presence wasn't as dominating as last year you know what i wanted to ask dave is when i saw the uh the live feed from flight fest on friday and saturday it didn't seem to me like it was crowded like it normally was over the years what did you see that or was it was it just misleading on the live feed i i think it's misleading i i um the numbers that i heard was they had more registered pilots this year than last year and wow and the and the weather was so nice I think um, they've learned from past and the setup of the vendors and the build tents and mm-hmm. uh, uh, distributed the people more widely. And, okay. and so it wasn't, well, last year, Irvin was using the same four-foot-wide dry path to walk. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So you're bumping into everybody. But yeah. this year, it was, it, you know, everyone was walking, uh, you know, back and forth across the, uh, the, the airstrip. Mm-hmm. Um, there was probably more campers behind the airstrip than in front of it. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was nice. And I think all the people distributed pretty evenly across the line. Okay, nice. So they're improving every year. Yeah. Awesome. Do we know what the, the final pilot count was or approximate? Um, I, I don't, um, I heard two numbers and I don't, you know, I'm not authoritative on either number so what, what are two numbers a bunch yeah 20, <laughs> a lot and a whole lot 2100 wow wow that's a lot Wait, what, what's the other number then 23 <laughs> okay so regardless okay let's say let's split the difference 2200 wow yeah how if you just say over 2000 that's a bunch yeah, yeah. and wow but I don't know, you know, like I said, I could be off by a thousand. I don't know what the count was last year. Do you guys? No, but I thought it was in a thousand now. Yeah, maybe it's 1,300, 1,600. Well, it could be, a, you know, 12, 1,300 pilots with 2,300 people. Yeah. Because you, know, you get about twice the amount of people as you have pilots with yeah. Yeah. families and spouses and spectators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah, it was it was a good good crowd. Nice, cool, awesome, man. Any cool night flying or anything memorable at night? Um, the most memorable thing about the night flying was um, they had a pre-release of a Radian night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there were five or so of those out flying, and that was I thought. If you're going to get a night plane, you might as well get one that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. With the sequential and, lighting and stuff, the different patterns and stuff. Yeah. So there, you could you could set your their plane up and it would either blink or, I mean, it, I don't know what the, you know, programming's like, but they had three or four up in the air and you could definitely tell them apart and each one had its own um, pattern and sequence and 
you know, color. And that was, that was really fun. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and of course there was you know, everyone else with all the other planes all lit up. And of course I'm the guy that gets up at 6am and turns on the shower. So I head off to bed before the night flying's over. All right. Is it time to move it on then? Any, sure. Okay. Any other questions for David or about FIFAS? No. No. Okay. All Not right. I can think of. Let's move it on to the top ten shotgun round. Oh yeah. Shotgun round. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Let's no. Let's me answer the questions without being asked. Okay, you ready? Oh no. <laughs> if you can do all ten questions without, without being asked. And without uh, looking on a Google form or anything like that, that'd be pretty impressive. Oh, I was going to look it up before I got here tonight. <laughs> I just didn't. All I've, I'm going is, okay, what have I got to remember? I'm, I'm, I use a strap and um, uh, brush. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, who, wants to, who wants to ask the first question, second or third? Let's, uh, let's get the line up here. I don't care. All right. So, Kevin, you go first. Andy, second. I go third. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's start up the top 10 shotgun round with Dave Totify. All right, Dave, pinch or thumb? Thumb. I don't, I've, I've wanted to pinch um, for certain things, but I started with thumbs and I'm still on thumbs. Nice. Um, nitro or electric? Well, I started with nitro and I'm now all electric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think the Cox planes count, so I'd have to say I'm yeah. all electric. Yeah, I got you. Uh, park flyer or quarter scale or just big plane? I I would have to say I like the bigger. I think the bigger hundred fifty percent. Yeah, hundred fifty percent of a form. Yeah, as big as you can make out of a form sheet <laughs> that still fits in the back of your car is good. Nice. Well, how am I going to ask him this question? Do you know what a fly bar is? Do you know what gyros just are? Just ask him if he flies with the gyro. Gosh, no, no, no. no. Yes, I do. I do know what a fly bar is, and no, I don't use one. <laughs> Do you know what a gyro is? And do you like beef or chicken? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like Lamb. salmon. Yeah. Um, Lamb. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is, um, yes, I do know what a fly bar is. Um, I have only started flying with uh, any kind of stabilization, and that's with my EPP yak. The rest of everything has been thumbs, all thumbs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All nice, nice. Let's see, sport or three D aerobatic top flying? Yeah, I'd have to go sport, big air. Mm -hmm. I'm not my my yak again is my you know way into three D. Right. And some of the flying I do is three D, but by accident. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, strap or strapless? Always with the strap. Okay. I I launch my planes by throwing them, you know, based, you know, since they don't. Yeah. And I've, I've, you know, you have to have that safety because I don't want to drop my radio on takeoff. No, that would nice. be pretty bad if you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's once I was flying my tricopter off, you know, in the sunset and a mosquito started um, nibbling on my neck and I went and slapped it and I didn't have a strap on it and I dropped my controller and oh, <laughs> and uh yeah it was i pulled you know you bend down to pick up your controller and you just realize you took your eyes off the quad or the you know tricopter and oh shoot yeah get up and you're going 
I lost orientation. I don't know which way I'm heading. And, you know, it, it was a 10-minute fight getting it back. But, you know, it taught me a lesson. You always use a strap. I would I would even go as far as, like, what would happen if you dropped a transmitter? It has the thing on the back, so when it lands on the floor, I would think that the inertia would just send the throttle stick straight down. <laughs> <laughs> just like go full negative or full zero throttle, and on a quadcopter or a tricopter, we just fall out of there, you know. Yeah. Oh so. boy. All right. All right. So, do you use Hobby King servos, uh, or do you go for the more expensive stuff like Futaba or High Tech? Um, I'd have to answer that. I go Hobby King. I use the. I've never done the plastic gear servos. Um, I've always get metal, metal mm-hmm. gear okay. servos. Yep. So, and I'm, I'm using, um, uh, let's see, digital servos now. I like them. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Digital metal gear. Those are even, even with the cheaper brands, it's still much better. Yeah. Cool. Someone's, someone's humming. There you go. Steve, are we going to have to buy you a microphone cable? What's up, man? I'm waiting. I was hoping, hoping, you know, I don't have to buy any podcast gear since, you know, I'm gonna send you one. <laughs> he needs to. He needs to get on his bicycle and get that generator going <laughs> a little bit more. No, actually, you know what I did? I don't know if it worked yet, but I just up. I just up my internet from 200 megs to 400 megs. So I'm waiting for that to kick in. Wow. Okay. Like nice. during the podcast, I just hit upgrade and upgrade it. So hopefully, it should kick in. But anyways, <laughs> I think it's to me again. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, like a profile. Or a full fuselage. Ooh, I like full fuselage. Mm-hmm. Even though most of your designs are profile. When you say profile, you mean um, just a flat fuselage? Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, sort of. So yeah. all of my planes have full fuselages except for one. Mm. Right. Yep. I mean, if yeah, you that's can, what I liked about your yeah. F eighteen. If you can wrap uh, your hand around it, it's got a and hollow space in the center that's full right the hollow space yes yeah yeah yep. okay mm-hmm. and let's see here high kv small prop or low kv big prop um i like the high kv small prop yeah you like the, the little motors to be screaming huh yeah i like that i like it a lot <laughs> nice yeah if i could have guessed that one i would have said that for sure yeah and and now i'm going for bigger motors bigger prop very fast nice the last question is do you like uh the larger events like joe Noel or flight fest or your smaller local events so i've only experienced like uh flight fest and your event those are the two that i've been to other than you know our local club um has a you know a, what a open house we call it an open house but it's you know a day when we invite the town to come see what we're doing yeah like an air show right, mm-hmm. right. you know fun fly and mm-hmm. you know there's 10 or 15 people there and i i really liked your event and i like flight fest so um i think that flight fest is too big to meet everyone and mm-hmm. so you tend to stick around people you already know yes versus events like yours where course this is my first year there and I, I met so many new people and i thought they were awesome pilots and i i was just like i could have just sat there and watched everyone fly over and over and over again mm-hmm. yeah but i have about 40 videos of your event that i have to put together nice oh wow yeah i've got all the night flying um all the balloon popping um, oh yeah you gotta definitely get, yeah. get 
if you need help, send those video clips. I'll I'll do a quick edit and just post them to you. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about just doing one video night fly and just you know clipping out the best parts. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, because they're be cool. kind kind of yeah. You know, I know. I like watching them, but you know, you your most of your YouTube video hits get for the first two minutes, and then people turn it off. So right. So I the I guess the jury's out on that. I like both for different reasons. Um, but sure. I've never been to Joel Knoll, even though I want to go. I uh, heard your, uh, you know, you know your podcast on Urcha, and I thought, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, that would be fun to do once, uh, maybe. Sure. And uh, I've got time off, so um, maybe a few more events next year. There's no order. Yeah. Well, if you do Urcha next year, I know Kevin and I are thinking of doing RV rental, so we definitely need one or two more people to jump in on that to make okay. it affordable. So yeah. Keep it open. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. I guess at this point, let's move to news and announcements. News. News. I beat you to news and announcements. <laughs> I'm all screwed up. <laughs> all right. What do we got for news and announcements? Um, we got a couple events coming up at the Triple Tree Aerodrome. Um, nice. Down in South Carolina. We got the Heli Extravaganza. Mm-hmm. September 20th through the 23rd, which is uh, always a good time. If you go to uh, tripletreeaerodrome.com, you can look at all these events and get information, golf cart rental places, and you know anything you might need, a map or an address. Is is that field big, like, like Urcha or AMA site? Mm, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like, so golf super, carts are it's like where they, it's where they do Joe Nall. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, you need a well, to be honest, for the heli extravaganza, I think it's just in one section. So you could probably get by without a golf cart, but okay. if you and just drive your car, you know, around. Um, but for something like Joe Nall, you definitely won't need a golf cart because it's it's like a mile and a half from one end to the other. Wow, okay. And then right after that, they're doing Nall in the fall this year. Um, they tradition used to have what they called E Week, which was electric only, and this year they're opening it up to uh, everything. So gas, nitro, uh, jets, just everything that would be at Joe Nall. But this is a fall event. And also, if you go here, they they made some announcements about um, they're going to change a way they do for weather planning. Um, I know everybody, uh, it's kind of crappy this spring, the way it ended up with Joe Nall and they had to cancel it mm-hmm. due to the weather, which upset a lot of people and rightly so. I mean, if you're spending a lot of money, traveled a long distance, it, it just kind of was a bad situation, but you can go and read they're they're kind of developing a plan to handle this in the future. So hopefully it won't be as bad. That is September 24th through the 30th. So I'm just looking at the dates. So they're like back to back, huh? Like 20 mm-hmm. to 23rd, 24th to 30th. Mm-hmm. Oh. The so need fairs on the 13th. Go for the extravaganza and stay for Nall in the fall, I guess. Oh, I was going to say, get your helicopter and get out of here. Nah. We're doing this Nall in the fall tomorrow. Well, I mean, at mm, Joe Nall, like helicopters are... I mean, there's a lot of folks that bring helicopters. Yeah, it, there is some people. Um, the helis have kind of gotten shoved over to the corner, 
out of the way, which <laughs> yeah, what else is now? You know, it's typical. But there, there is usually a, a helicopter presence. Um, that was the first place I met uh, Nick Maxwell and Kyle Dahl mm-hmm. usually goes, and so there's a few heli guys that attend. Several pilots, especially, oh, cool. especially guys that fly both. You know, will go and do some airplane stuff, and then go do some heli stuff back and forth. Okay. And speaking of that, I wanted to mention Extreme Flight will be attending the Nall in the Fall. And they'll have a lot of stock there, but if you would like something specific for delivery, you can call them and order it before September 20th, and they'll deliver it uh, at the event, so you don't have to pay the shipping. Nice. There's a, cool. a lot That's of cool. Yeah, a lot of these big giant scale uh, wood planes and stuff. Um, yeah. The shipping can be considerable. You know, several hundred dollars. So if you can get something delivered in their big truck and pick it up at the event, you can save a pretty good chunk of change if you're mm-hmm. going anyway. Talking about extreme flight, this is a little bit old news. It's kind of a couple weeks out, but this 120 inch turbo Bushmaster. Yeah. Wow. Is a, um, a super cool plane. That a lot of, been, of people have been waiting on for like a year and a half now. It, it's been coming, it's been coming and it's finally here now. And it's it's pretty damn cool. I have the uh, the eighty four inch Turbo Bushmaster, which is electric, and this is just ba- a scaled up version that would use like a um, like a sixty a sixty to seventy cc gas engine, mm-hmm. or you can do like a twelve uh, s electric setup. But it, it looks like a hoot. It's a I mean it's a ginormous thing. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's mine's probably one of my favorite planes because you can. Um, it's kind of based roughly on like a turbo beaver, mm-hmm. so it's a high wing, um, sort of a cub looking plane. So you can just fly around. You can take off in about eighteen inches, cruise around real slow, and all the old guys are like, "Wow, that, I like that. That looks good. That's really cool." And then you can flip some of your mixes on and start doing three D. And then the old guys are like, "Well, I didn't know it could do that." <laughs> so it's, it's it's pretty funny. Does really cool flat spins and uh, will hover and do uh, just all kinds of really cool aerobatics. David, you were talking about the uh, uh, the gas plane. Oh, innovation. the Mamba. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got my Turbo Bushmaster set up with the Crow, just like that. It has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drop the flaps straight down and i bring the ailerons basically straight up yeah so you can go vertical down and just kind of slow down and just come in and land in like 10 feet it's it's, you can just do mixes and do all kinds of super fun stuff with them so they're out yeah extreme flight they make some pretty good stuff because uh i think a couple of guys at our field have uh one Uh or two planes i've seen yeah if you've heard of extreme flight or 3d hobby shop Right, um, they're kind of all together now, and yeah. uh, they're they're one of the top uh, manufacturers of the uh, you know the three D airplanes. Basically, they're pretty popular now. They make good stuff. So nice. The Freewing Avanti EDF jet has a mm-hmm. new color scheme. They just come out with. Did you guys see this? No, I did not. 
Yeah, it's just released, I think, today or yesterday. And it's red. It's like red and black instead of the yellow and black. Oh, yeah. Just a, just a new color. And this is a super nice jet. It's a 80 millimeter, um, but it flies really well. It's it's It handles very good at slow speeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Chris Roberts got this. We've seen some video. He, that he's- yeah, he just got one. Ah, a few months ago, I saw him posting videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's 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 one of the. Um, I mean, it's just a really fun sport jet. It's you know, it's not a scale warbird or anything like that. It's just a fun jet to go tool around and do aerobatics. You can do knife edge and all kinds of Cuban eights and split s's and Emmermans and all that kind of fun stuff with a jet, which is kind of neat. Yeah, nice. Get it at MotionRC. Yeah, MotionRC.com. Mm-hmm. Nice. We got a new Contronic uh, ESC 250-amp Cosmic. I think, is it a Cosmic Cool? Yeah. Yeah. 5 to 14 S LiPo, up to 640 amps peak. Oh, my God. What do you think about How many helicopters are you flying at one time? <laughs> you need one of these in your 690, Kevin. Make it go fast. No, it- no, <laughs> make it go yeah, fast. This thing will weigh that thing down so much. <laughs> <laughs> Probably this weighs is, more than that. It's batteries. 250 grams without the cables. So there's no uh-huh. like leads on it. You have to. Oh, it's a brick. Your... Yeah. Oh, but I mean, that... it's it's for obviously for like a speed haley or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's cool. It's got uh, telemetry that works um, with damn near everyone without any kind of uh, tell me module or anything. Nice. So it's just integrated in. Yeah, it works with the, you know, uh, the Mikado stuff, uh, Futaba, Jetty, just about everyone. I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but you better be sitting down when you go to buy one. I was going to ask, yeah, there's, no, the price? there's no price listed on there. Uh, yeah, I saw it somewhere. It's like uh, nine ninety eight. That's so, actually cool. not too bad because I'm looking at the Golden Cosmic 200 uh, limited edition, and I think that. Oh no, that's that's the price is wrong. Yeah, no, that <laughs> price is wrong. But it's very expensive. Well, the, the cosmic cools were like eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So this one's just a little more than those are. The um, telemetry, Futaba, Multiplex, Gropner, Mikado, and Jetty without additional tell me sensor. And it's that's also prepared cool. for Bluetooth communication and online updates. Nice. That's insane. I just, I mean, the price for the CEC. I mean, I understand price in, including uh, a VAT is nine ninety eight. So you could probably get a little <laughs> bit cheaper than that in the U.S. Yeah, actually. What what I'm in awe over is the all the stuff that Andy said, Bluetooth and the uh, and the the you know the updates. I mean, who would have thought about updating an ESC you know wirelessly five years ago? You know, yeah. just. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Just uh, little things like that. I'm impressed no, with like, little things. I mean, that, that stuff is cool, but is that like a $700 option now? Bluetooth. And that's Bluetooth is really the only reason why you have wireless updates is because you can Bluetooth it. But like a Bluetooth module is not worth $700. Granted, no. obviously, this ESC is like a bulletproof, awesome ESC. I'm not trying to degrade the quality of it, but... 
damn, that's just a lot of money for, yeah. for something well, that potentially crash and burn up. You if know, you're putting it in your four thousand dollars speed heli. It's it's a different perspective too. Don't forget that. Yeah, when you get that comet, Steve. Yeah. Yes, but the comet's not even four thousand dollars. That thing's like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Yeah, I was more thinking like your Diablo Speed or uh, yeah, TDR S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even a TDRs are like two thousand. Like that shit is that's that's a. But the the yeah. Contronics have they have a really good BEC. Yeah, and they have no, no. a yeah. really really good uh, governor built in. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know feature-wise and quality and longevity, these are like, you know. It's the best of the best, dude. Yeah, yeah. but It's like you're not going to go anywhere else and get a better ESC. I don't know. For for your speed stuff. Yeah, maybe for high-amp speed stuff, but that's that's the only place I could see this being used. I mean, for the cosmic 600 amps. 600 amps, dude. 600 peak. (laughs) 1.21 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree with you, Steve. I mean, it's not something I need or probably would ever get, but there's a lot of people are huge fans of Contronic. Oh, yeah, and, I know. And the, and the Cosmic. So, yeah. this one's just a newer, um, improved version. Just an it's insane. A, how far can we push it? Yeah, it says with improvements in hardware and software. We further optimized the well-established governor characteristics of the Cosmic series. Mm-hmm. Thirty amp peak current on your BC—that's pretty good. Wow, thirty amps! Damn, that's yeah. That could run my props. <laughs> that, that's the BC could run his motor. <laughs> the voltage allocated for your servos could run your props. That's crazy. Yeah, I just want to get it out there. Oh, that's cool. Looking for one. Cosmic two fifty. Yeah, I think did uh, did Scorpion ever release the three hundred amp Tribunus? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that that would be your that would probably be where I would go because it'd be considerably less and still a very very good ESC. Yes. Yes, but, I agree. Uh, yeah, Futaba pilots of. Finally got some uh, stuff shipping out to dealers, so that's good. I saw where uh, Graves RC got a big shipment in, so stuff's going out there. If you've been waiting on a receiver or something, um, your dealer should be getting some in pretty soon, <clears throat> if, if not already. So that's cool. we kind of been following the Futaba USA thing, so I wanted to throw that in there. Nice. Got a couple sales for Labor Day. Um, only fine helis is doing a, a, a sale code, uh, labor day is the code. And then heli direct is also doing labor day sales on stuff. So you just mm-hmm. kind of have to go to the website and see what they're not really doing codes anymore. They just throw stuff on sale. So just kind of have to look and see if there's something you might need. Check that out. Nice. Cool. The next thing here, the Urcha. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Let me get the soapbox out. <coughs> no, yes, there we go. You. There we go. No, All right, no, go for it, Andy. No soapbox tonight. <laughs> um, trying to do some research. Team has done a bunch of research, so uh-huh. no soapboxing just yet. Just we'll leave yet. that for later. Yes. But basically, um, if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen it. Um, I was really surprised that I didn't see anything about this on Heli Freak. If you're listening to us and you're not on Facebook, maybe go to the Urcha website. There's a link there that where you can you should be able to read their Facebook post. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to move the dates of 
Urcha for next year. Um, it's it's always been held the very the first the very week first August. week of August. Usually, the last couple of days of July are the uh, the helicopter nats, and then Urcha follows that. But we have a uh, a district VP in the AMA that uh, proposed a model rocket event for those dates. And uh, so the Urcha's just kind of going to have to move their date around or find a different solution. It's just kind of annoying because a lot of people plan ahead, plan a year ahead on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Just go go read the posts, and uh, they're they're doing a poll right now to kind of see what dates might be best for people. Part of the issue is a lot of the the kids start school, so we'd have a lot of pilot pro pilots and uh and then families that probably wouldn't be able to attend because school started back if we move it you know toward the end of august so just go check that out uh go to urcha yeah dot com dot urcha dot org or go to and then go to model aircraft dot org i think Mm -hmm. for the ama website and you can uh find your district vp and if you want to write an email or or talk to them and kind of see what's going on. But um, I'll save the soapbox sermon for a few weeks and see what happens. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. But um, yeah, as of now, a lot of folks are angry about this. Yeah, it's and it's upset upset about this. I should yeah. say, not angry, but upset. Yeah, it's kind of the the problem is so Urcha didn't turn their dates in till the Jamboree this year, which is what they've always done. For the next year, right? Nobody realized that they needed to set a date in the spring. I mean, a year and a half before the next event, you would think one year is plenty. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we got this district VP that uh, is wanting to do this model rocket thing. And so he kind of slipped in on a technicality and booted Urch out. Mm. Um, and the, here's the funny part. Now, this rocket event is running from Saturday to Saturday. They've stretched it out to they're taking basically two weekends plus the whole entire week. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot to me. Where Urcha only technically runs from Thursday, Thursday through to Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to kind of figure out why we can't, you know, have one one weekend and maybe share a day and then the other one or, you know, work it out somehow in between. But so far, nobody's really been uh, interested in doing anything like that. So we'll kind of have to see how stuff plays out. All right. I got a few questions okay. for you guys that have been there. I Number one is I thought this place was enormous. And why couldn't you have both things going on at the same time? It's 1,100 acres. They're in my opinion, is more than enough room because mm-hmm. there's a whole part of the ground that aren't used um, yep. up there. Uh, the, like the, the North part of the field, Steve up there past the site three up yep. where the, there's bleachers and parking lots. And mm-hmm. um, when uh, the Urcha guys approached this particular VP about this, he said, no way rockets and helicopters don't mix. So sounds like a dirty old planker to me. It sounds like somebody's got it in for for Urcha. So what it sounds like yeah, we, I mean, we were thinking if 
so this this model rocket event, it, and there, it's a it's a Nats type thing. So they're they're doing competition in preparation for their Worlds event that's like in uh, right the, the end of September or something. Okay, this year it was in Colorado, and I think they had two hundred people total attendance. I think oh, I could wow. be wrong on that. It could have been two hundred pilots. I think it was like fifty pilots and two hundred people. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I could be wrong on that. I've looked and read so much. I forgot most of it, but it would be really cool to get a little bit of cross, uh, promotion, cross pollination. Yeah. I mean, you got heli guys that might go see rockets and say, Hey, yeah. that's really cool. Well, we like blow shit rocket. up and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. yeah. Rocket guys come check out the heli. So, yeah. I mean, it's a huge facility, so I don't understand they, they say they need site three for the regulations of being away from stuff. Uh, Tima looked it up. That's not correct. It don't need near that much room. Um, we think maybe they just want to park all their RVs there because the bathrooms know. and the yeah. facilities. And so I don't know. I, like I say, I'm trying, I don't want to get on my soapbox too much right now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I just want to throw it out there in case some of our listeners are not on Facebook. They they need to go to the Urcha website and kind of see what's going on. No, and I'm I'm going to keep my ears open and just to what I hear and I have my own opinions as to why deep rooted why things would be trying. Well, to, we can talk later. But trying I, to be breaking things up. I yeah, got, I got more info, but that's it's not for now. Ooh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. <laughs> you just need to put rockets on the side of your helicopter. That's yeah, I'm okay cool. with that. <laughs> I want to put big smoke. I have these big smoke cans that's supposed to smoke for five minutes. I want to put those on my helicopter. Do it. Do it, dude. Yeah, dude. Do Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Andy? I'm going to stare at the wall. Staring at the wall. Staring at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> No, really? I, re- I really don't have any really hobby stuff planned for, I mean, I'll try to get out and fly some this weekend, but I don't have any big projects. I mean, I should be fixing my protos that's still smashed, but yeah. eh, it's not going anywhere. I'll get Send to it. Send it to Steve. He wants to fix something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be my first protos that wasn't mine that I'm fixing? Yeah. Yep. I haven't even ordered parts for it. It's just laying over here, all sad, crumpled. It wouldn't be the first time I'm ordering parts for a helicopter I don't own. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time I've actually been laid over, sad, and crumpled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Uh, me? I'm getting my stuff together. It's going to be a busy couple of days to get everything together and get this podcast edited and uh head up to uh rochester on friday looking forward to that event just hang out with everybody and uh do a little flying and i was double checking my vacation time that's coming up and i will be down in florida for the beginning of december yeah so you might see me andy all right now if you're going to the uh orlando thing (laughs) <laughs> I was wavering about it. I mean, I guess I'll probably go, but I was like, nah, do I want to? I, I guess. If you're well, going, don't go I'll, on mine I'll account. sure go. Yeah, I'll probably go anyway. How okay. far is that for you? For me? 10, 11 hours, I guess. 
tw- oh. tw- maybe 12 hours. Wow, it's not close at all, then. It's a long-ass way, no. Florida's a long way from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, Florida's a long way from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> True. I mean, seriously, especially South Florida. I'm 51. It's not that far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, dude, yeah, don't, don't go on my account. Uh, I got to still find out what our schedule is going to be. So now all we got to do is get Steve to fly down. We'll have to crew together. Yeah. Yes, Steve. Yes, Steve. Oh, wait, that's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. We'll see. Uh, you know, really, really, it's it's not anything but, you know, can I can I take the time off? Does anyone else have time off? Most likely I can take the time off, but it's really the family thing. It's, you know, yeah. can I leave my wife for four days to completely take care of the kids by herself? You know. Yeah, dude. Take the family and take them to Disney World. Okay, now now, now now it's a money issue. <laughs> What's a money issue for four? One person is sure. It went from a four? Five, yeah. yeah. It went from a six hundred dollar trip to a six thousand dollar trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially Disney. I know. We were looking up Disney and it was ridiculous how much it is it's for so like the stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And, and I don't even have to hook up anymore. No. No. Joel, well, I guess I can still ask Joel, but Joel had the the hotel yeah. hookup, you know? Yep. Yeah, my kids, every time they talk about Disney, I'm like, yeah, you can go. Send yeah, me yeah. your job. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> when you're an adult, you can go all you want. So what's next for you, Steve, aside from Disney? Yeah. Uh, getting ready for the the Northeast model. There's got to be a better way of saying this. Namija? Namija? No, that doesn't work either. The Jamboree, but not the Irish Jamboree. you just say the Robert event? The Robert. That's what we say. The Rochester event. You can't Google that, though. Yeah. That Chris Robert thing, you can't Google that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't anyway, do it, kids. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm getting ready for Chris Robert's event, the, uh, the Jamboree, whatever. Um, I don't know. Get get a canopy ready for the night flying. and I need to just basically wire two things. Um, couple strips on the canopy and then like just a long strip I could wrap around the room and zip tied to the, the boom of the goblin and, and just get those so I could wire that up either to the I'm thinking either run a, a separate battery which I can do like a small receiver pack or something small yeah. or I'm thinking just tie it into my um, what do you call it my balance connector on my heli you know I could just do that too so I don't know we'll see um but I'll get that going hopefully before the event. If not, you know. If not, <laughs> I, I hope if you I'll, plan on flying it at what, the event. Yeah. <laughs> Only thing I don't like about doing the balance connector is you're pulling some of the cells down more than the others. Yeah, so you're throwing very, it out of balance. LEDs are so like they well, cost, I know, but they're like ten milliamps or something like that. So yeah, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, I mean I've been doing that on my on the Vega and I did that. Um, with that that LED ring, but obviously that's that's the last LEDs we're talking about. But yeah, uh, let's see. Besides that, I'm building that flashlight. I'll get that going. I want to finish my FT Edge 540. Get that going, and then I think really that's it. I, I have to figure out what events I'm doing in September because there's Rivers event, and then there's um, uh, what's that? Roman Pierzek event in in brooklyn the weekend right after 
it's going to be kind of tough, but really, you know, I've been, I really sh- want to try to make that event. It's just a one day event, but, uh, so I'm going to see if I can sneak away and go to that one. It's just a, a memorial event for, for Roman who, uh, was the aligned pilot that, you know, that lost his life there. So I think that's kind of the most part for me. What are you doing up in Rochester, Steve? Are you going to camp? Are you still in a hotel? I know you're uh, taking the family. The family's coming, so we're going to hotel it. And, okay, uh, cool. And then basically it's going to be Friday morning to Sunday morning, and then Sunday morning we're going to go drive up to Canada and spend a, a day. Oh, that's cool. Day up. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that loud? <laughs> Don't hate that because you're not allowed in Canada anymore. That was one time, dude. <laughs> That's all it takes for them. They, they, they still haven't they forgotten don't forget. about that. <laughs> no, Canada but, uh, doesn't want old man metal. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't know what to do with old man metal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm. We'll go back up there through Niagara Falls. Maybe hit up Toronto for lunch or something because we like that <laughs> little. The little Chinatown they got up there. They got some good food and stuff. So cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, can't, can't you buy like uh, twice as much stuff in Canada? Because yeah, our, is much our dollar is super strong compared to Canadian <laughs> dollars. That's great. <laughs> That's part of the reason why my wife and I want to go up there. That's because it's it's an affordable yeah. trip, and yeah. you know, cool. it's cool. So, so are there uh, any hell events here and? I guess Upper New England, um, in the fall here. Yeah, there's uh, um, oh, what the hell's the name? I think they're doing it again. I forgot if they're doing it or not. But uh, what the hell's that event? It's in it's in Boston or not Boston, but it's Massachusetts. in Massachusetts. Yeah, um, uh, what the hell they call Phenom. it? Phenom, Phenom, Phenom. Yeah. So I think they're doing that again this year. I know they did it last year. It was it was on a hiatus and it came back last year. But I I believe they're doing it again this year. Okay. So, definitely, if, if they do that, uh, I'm going to try to make it out to that one. There's going to be South Jersey again. That's coming up in, I think, third week of September. So, yeah. if you want to try to come, you know, you and Glam try to get down for that event, that'd be good, too. Guliami. <laughs> Guliami. Glam. Yeah. Um. You said Guliam. Guliam. It's Guillaume. 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 Yes, that's what it is. Guillaume. Sorry, Guillaume. Now, how do you say your last name? Moreau. <laughs> is it Moreau? Okay. Yeah, it's French. I, I don't know French. I don't either. So. <laughs> Matter of fact, it took me about two weeks to actually pronounce his name standing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So so there's South Jersey. Then there's the Orlando event. There's also another Florida event. The one that There's a that, Fall Mowdown, too. Fall Mowdown. That's a good event, too. That I got to definitely go. So there's just quite a bit in the fall in the in this area, general area, I guess you could say. Um, I know there's one also in New Hampshire. I don't know when that is. I don't know if that's in October or September. I don't know. There's there's, there's some. So, what about you, Dave? What are you going to be up to next? Um, I have a an F18 to paint. Uh, so one of these hot days, I'll probably spray paint it. I've got a small F18, the one that. It, you know the one I gave you, same size. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fiberglassed. It's sitting over here, and I'm putting actual uh, flight controller in it, so I can uh, basically cruise around with stabilized mode. Um, so I'm waiting for a receiver 
I burned up my receiver trying to program it. So, uh, <laughs> wow. so I'm waiting waiting for that. And once I get it, then it'll be ready to fly. Um, so this weekend, I'm planning on flying FPV with a plane for the first time. With nice. my, with my friend Eric, we'll see how it goes. Uh, um, the NEAT, which is the Northeast Electric Aircraft Technology Meet, is the following weekend on, uh, let's see, September 13th through the 16th. And that's in the Catskill Mountains of, Nor- of New, uh, New York. Is that the NEAT Fair? Yes. That is. Ah. So I've never I'm been gonna, to that one. Me neither. I've heard both positive and negative things about it. I've heard negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been up there twice. And what would you think? Oh, they still haven't fixed that door in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> but that's um, uh, I don't know the the you know the two times I went up there, one was I think 2013, and one was 2014 or 2012 and 2013, something like that. It was right around that time, mm-hmm. and I didn't fly much at all, so I didn't bring anything to fly. I just had a good time going up there with a chair and watching all the planes. I really just enjoyed myself sitting out there at the flight line. You know, and the one time I met the flight test guys, the first time up there, um, is when I first met them. Oh, do they go to um, that? They, they did. did 2013 and they never did, been back. said they were never going to go back. That's right. They have too much fun at Flight Fest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. It's, it's an interesting location. It's a campground and it's kind of in a valley, but I did see some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to, I haven't been there yet and it's only like a four hour drive. So, I'm going to cruise over there on Friday and check it out. It's only like two for us, Steve, I think. Something yeah. Like that. It's like two oh, really? hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's like going to um, that whole area, Hunter, uh, Germantown, like that whole area. You know, Catskills, yeah. where the, uh, what's that thing called? That place that I've been wanting, Rhinebeck. Rhinebeck? Yeah, I want yeah. to go there too. Cool. Yeah, so, maybe maybe we'll go. I don't know. I just I, it's like if that's that's definitely not an event for helicopters. Um, no, as far as I could tell. No, no, it's not. Um, it's a and plane. Then, and then I hear like it's not really even an event for airplane folks. Not if you want to like, I don't know, if you're under fifty. I think it's a yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's an event for old grumpy <laughs> people. I'll fit right in. <laughs> so you and Kevin go. Awesome. <laughs> I'll go up and I'll just yell at people. Uh, but anyways, uh, maybe maybe I'll we'll see. Depending on maybe I'll make a day trip just to go up there and check it you out. You should go, hours. Steve, just to do a report, see what happens. Yeah, I'll only be there on Friday. I've should got it's for Saturday and Sunday. Should I go up there and like like dress up like a press and be like, "All right, we're here at the Dirty Old Plecker Show. Let's see who wants yes. to talk. Who wants to be Either interviewed? Either do that or go up with your uh, black nitro and just walk out there, fire it up, and just." <laughs> Piss everyone off. <laughs> Main flight line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. run Set up and walk out there like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't fly. Just <laughs> if that helicopter is not on the ground in forty-five seconds, I'm gonna be smashing it. Yeah, it's good gonna luck, smash good it luck. to you. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. I guess uh, should we wrap it up? We should wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Wrap it mm. up. I'll take it. All right. We are at eight hundred seven. Likes, eight oh seven. I don't remember what we were last week, but eight oh eight, eight oh two. <laughs> I hope it's not that much because I only see two names. We have eight oh five. 
Cliff Lewis and Matthew Farrell. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, guys. For liking us. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we have for Facebook comments? Facebook comments. Well, this stuck out to me as kind of on the out of the ordinary side. Uh, Chris Breams posted a picture of his. I think it's a Cessna 130 or it's. Um, what the hell is this thing? It's the uh, low wing. Um, oh, crap. It's the plane that I flew for crying out loud. I can't even remember. Oh, uh, ch- not ch- like Cherokee. Cherokee. Yes. Thank you very much. And I saw that Gina Tucker liked it. I thought that was pretty cool. Chris Breams is posting a picture of a plane and Gina, the helicopter pilot, is liking it. But on another Facebook post, Kevin Barnett said, Hey guys, check out Rotorhead show on YouTube. It's uh it was a sim podcast with guys live streaming their conjoined sim session and talk through it. Uh ask Jonas about how they did it or search Rotorhead show. I think it'd be cool to watch the three of you sim together and do crazy stuff like that. Uh so yeah, thanks, Kev. Uh, I think we're in the works at doing something like that, possibly one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we just have to all downgrade our accuracy to two point zero point five, or wait till they fix it, or wait till they patch it. Yep. So, which will probably yeah, be the Steve latter. Looks it looked like uh, trying to downgrade might be a pain in the butt. Um, if you, if you, if any of our listeners have experience downgrading accuracy, hit me up. I'm curious. How hard is it to do? Because I, I looked up some, you know, quick guides on like how to downgrade Steam games, and it seemed like you had to like start up console mode and basically trick your computer to this and offline mode. I was just like, okay, that seems yeah, a little too much. That. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, whatever. I'll just uh, I'll just sim, and then um, once they patch it, we'll we'll be good. But yeah, I was uh, you know I've known about the the Rotorhead um, podcast. Have you ever listened to it? I have listened to a couple of the first episodes. I just, I personally couldn't get into it because I listen to podcasts usually on my commute and yeah, I don't have like, exactly. I can't stream video, you know, like if it was just an audio podcast, it'd be different or on Podbeam where it's downloaded or Apple, you know, whichever. Um, you can, I did find, I have uh, downloaded them on Podbean. Oh, you have? Then- and then, uh, like it would be playing the video, I just wouldn't watch. You know, I just put the phone in my pocket and listen to what right. they're saying. Oh, so okay. I, I, I did do that some. Oh, okay. So maybe I'll give that a shot. I just yeah. have so many uh, current podcasts that I just, you know, I need to. I'm still like a hundred episodes behind on the after hours, and and you know, probably just as much on the community cast and stuff. So I want to. I definitely need to, to catch yeah. up on those first. But yeah, awesome. All right, one last Facebook post mm-hmm. that I saw was by Jimmy Jones, otherwise known as Jimmy Jones. Jimmy, Jimmy Jones. Jones. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. And uh, he posted Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. <laughs> as the crackhead saying, y'all got any more of those podcast episodes? <laughs> yes, Tyrone. Uh, on, uh, uh, on his show he just released, when he said his name, he said, this is Jimmy Jones. Yeah, yeah, he did he? Okay. Yeah, 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 he that. said if you listen to the other podcast, you'll get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Give nice. us a little shout out. Nice. Awesome, man. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we, we like that one. And Steve Wattenberg uh, said, we know Bert ain't going to listen to the last podcast. Because <laughs> uh, I think it was like three and a half hours. Yeah. Something like that. 
Yeah, or the or that yourself or this one, right? Or or the next one. Yeah, yeah. or any of them. Yeah, or any of them. That was that was quick rundown of what I saw on Facebook. Okay, uh, website comments. Website comments. We got one uh, from our buddy Jericho Byrne. Uh, I only know it was for him because it's from Jerry Clayburn, and uh, he says, "Steve, I'm having a hard time finding the upgrade you made." To your desktop you received from work. I have a system I built it almost 10 years ago, but he wants to upgrade it, so he would like to have your specs. Oh, on my gaming machine. Okay. Yes. yes I will pull out the boxes or my receipt for Micro Center and tell you the specs. It wasn't really anything that crazy. I mean, I, I went with the Ryzen AMD chip. I think it's a Ryzen 5. Yeah, I did the same thing. But yours is the integrated video. Mine was... Uh, right. Separate. I have a 1060, um, not the TI, but just a regular 1060 GTX. Um, I think it's like three gigs or something like that of memory. Um, nice. 16 gigs of RAM, just whatever DDR3 or 4 or whatever the latest RAM. I don't know. The cache latency on it is not even that low, but whatever. It works. What else did I do? Oh, and then like the uh, Asus B6 motherboard. I'll, I'll get you definitely the, the full specs on it, but um, that's a quick overview of what it is. And I gotta say, this machine is rock solid. I mean, I get to, I'm simming at full resolution. I'm watching, you know, movies that I'm borrowing. I'll say, off the internet <laughs> that are four, that are four K and like forty gig files, and I it's playing in no problem. You know, so it, it's nice. handling whatever I can throw at it for the most part. Um, I'm able to sim and record and stream my simming which i think it's probably a little intensive on the cpu but man eh, stop handle. bragging all right is he done <laughs> uh, no he's never done because we also got another email via the website and it's uh from michael rosnick it said projects and Scalebird. he says hi steve a few podcasts ago you mentioned that you weren't sure about the brand of fuselage was on your Augusta 109. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on your description, he says he thinks you have the Marvelcraft fuselage and he sent you a link. It has the hatch system you described and the doors. You might be able to order parts by emailing them if you need anything. Oh, I yeah, missed that. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he said he also just finished listening to the last episode. You mentioned you have the itch for a new project. Have you considered adding four blade or 3D printed details to your Augusta? I'm actually thinking about selling to Augusta. He's actually thinking about selling it. Um, I was going to say he needs but, to finish it first, put it in the air before he starts getting details. I mean, it's it's flown. It's flown a couple of times already. He says the the four blades uh, one of his favorite aspects of scale helis. So you know, mm-hmm. and and the detail. I'm actually thinking stuff. about selling it and then taking the money and probably some more money and just buying like a super scale something that like. You know, for Motion RC or RC Aerodyne, just something That'd that like cool. has like um, a scale mechanics in it, so that way it's all hidden. Because this one, like, even if I could black out the windows, but if you open the doors, you see a T Rex 700 in there. You know, you don't see. Like, yeah, yeah. Even if I wanted to put like a scale GI Joe kind of character and you know cockpit and stuff, um, that fuselage, like the mechanics, is just too big. It just you know I would have to like really modify a whole bunch of stuff. So. Um, you know, you don't need a scale GI Joe, dude. You need a scale Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Um, 
So I'm thinking, actually, if I were to, you know, sell this and then basically take that money and put it towards like a Blackhawk or an Apache or a Cobra or you know nice. something something I want I definitely want to try something military style uh, more than civilian. So um, yeah. All right, Mike also said, Kevin, keep up the great work simming. All of your talk has gotten me back into the sim again as well. Oh, awesome! Uh, both of you guys or all of you guys keep up the great work on the show. We'll be looking forward to the next episode. All right, Mike. Thanks, dude. Thanks for taking the time to send us an email. Yeah, awesome, Mike. Is that all for Westside Comments? Should we move it on to People of Podbean? People of Podbean. Yes, we should. Once I finish clicking here. All right. (laughs) I see only a couple new things. Wow, what happened to Podbean? Everything is gone except two things. I don't understand Podbean. I got a BBG- bunch of comments here. BBGHJ and Gpro2002 both started following us. That's all I have since I refreshed the app. Really? Or the webpage. I got like 87 right. comments from Gpro2002. Mm-hmm. I have a lot I'll pick here. three of them and read them because we don't have time for 87. <laughs> I got a breakfast meeting in the morning. I got like seven. I'm going to read through them real quick. Are we ready? All right. Yeah. yeah all right so first bvghj six days ago great again awesome thanks jugglebird wait a minute he's great uh, again you just said great or, again oh nice yeah six days ago so we maybe think you're for great the last too episode. urcha part two i think he's yeah talking about. Mm-hmm. i think you read that last week so but that was six days ago how's that possible oh okay well maybe not <laughs> he's from the future <laughs> uh, four days ago Gpro 2002 and this is going to be Gpro 2002 for quite a bit of these Steve you should build a 570 Nitro 90 conversion Nitro power hobbies that thing should rock I actually flown a 570 with a 91 in it and it did rock it's just uh, I, I don't like the conversion kits I don't like the, the gas tanks being in the front it's just weird I don't know I can't see the gas tank it just bugs me out um Four days ago, G4 2002. Kevin, call me. Selling my camper. I'll get. I've. I've got a newer, bigger one. Oh damn it! There you go. Uh, four days ago, G4 2002. Place the second thermal coupling lower towards the case. If you see lower location, if you see lower located thermal couple having higher temps, then you have a lean problem. Lower temps on the lower coupler will be normal. Uh, okay. I, he's talking I about the probes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's talking about your yeah, yeah. your thermal like coupler. The plus you have the other one. On the case. Right, right. Another great show, guys. Steve, glad the 500 is flying. But once you go 550, you won't go back. It'll so become your go-to flyer. Uh, thanks. Yeah, it's going to be my training bird. That's basically so why I, I got a question, it. Steve. You bought, okay. all the, you bought two sets of 523 blades. Or five oh three blades. What are you gonna do with those? No, I have I have one set of five oh threes. I have one set of five twenty threes. I have one set of five fifty threes. Oh, okay. I yeah, so you I, have two sets of five hundred. No, no, no. I got one you. set. Okay. Um, are you gonna to to try the five twenties, or are you just going straight to five fifty? I'm gonna try all of them. I'm gonna like I don't mind stretching a bird and running smaller blades, like the original blades. I do that, you know. With, right. So, like my oxy four, a stretch three sixty. I'd never fly. 360s, you know. Switch has been out of stock for 353s for a while, so I've just been rocking at 323s. Whatever. Yeah, okay. um, it still flies good. Uh, let's see here. Jeep World 2004 days ago. 
Steve, try squishing the mic wire connected to gather <laughs> or together. You Darth Vader sound is more than likely that connection. Yes, I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, there's about this mic used. I, I think it's actually on the mic side. The cable was brand new, but the mic was used. So um, it could be the mic. And I'll probably just buy a new mic. I'm actually thinking of buying one of those like proper podcasting mics, condenser mics, or whatever they call it. I don't know. Three days ago, Gbro 2002. Damn, Kev, where's my Oxy 4? 360? 380? Question mark? Gbro? Huh? I don't know. I, I guess he's asking you where his Oxy 4 is. I have a reply. Question mark? <laughs> what? Uh, Gpro 2002, two days ago. Hey, what's up with these KD LiPos? 75,000. Think Mikado USA is selling them now? Think I need to try one. But right now, I'm loving the HK Graphene Panther 6S 4075Cs. They're really tight getting under the pinion. So I said before, try and pull a lock. Nice. Yeah. Um, KD LiPos have been coming up on the scene. And from what I heard, they're really good lipos and they're reliable and they they have good power output i know a couple of top pilots that are flying them and they seem to be liking them so cool and then one hour ago bvghj jericho burn good idea 50 size nitros those are fun nice awesome all right thanks everyone for leaving us some pop bean comments those are always uh fun to read off they are fun. All right. iTunes review. I saw nothing new on iTunes. All right. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4c at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4c podcast. Check out our webpage, free4c podcast.show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast free forcey podcast sitting next to our friends the ft community cast hey um mike and pat and whatever's going on with those guys i don't know what they're doing okay hopefully they get hopefully they get a show together i don't know what's going on with them the last one was kind of vague and hopefully they get back together oh i i've been i'm what? way far behind Do so i shit. don't know if they're Oh, I'm not spreading any r- rumors or anything. Just like the last episode they did was kind of like them just hanging out, not sure what you know what was going on, like what to talk uh, about, like no topic or anything. Or? No, no, they they were talking about different things and and what was happening with them. But you know, Mike is extremely busy, and I know Patrick has got. Um, I think he started a different job, so I'm not. I, mean, I know Joel is now like moved, so I don't know what's going on with the community cast. Mm. So that that's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Uh, and also say hi to Hilda Flyer. Hi. Hey, Dave. <laughs> hi, Dave. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we keep forgetting to add that. RCHeliHangouts.com <laughs> forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, or free for RC podcast next to our friends, CRC Heli Hooligans podcast. Come on, Kevin. Um. Hey, Jimmy this is, Jones. This is a test. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait a minute. What? What? The hooligans? The hooligans. Yeah. Oh, hey, Walt Ned. Yeah. You threw it at me different. The last time it was the other. Uh. And I'm reading it just like it is on here. So you should. Yeah, but I'm not follow along. Uh, uh, full pitch podcast. <laughs> full pitch podcast. It's Javier, Jimmy Jones, Scott, and Frank. Yeah. Jimmy Mortadios. Jones. 
when, when you said uh, when Andy, you're like, for our friends that don't have Facebook, Javier came into my mind. <laughs> yeah. Why does he uh, not get Facebook? Just for Haley's. That's what I did. I don't use it for anything else. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, some other things. I don't know. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. Uh, Kevin, uh, I believe in you. You got this. Rob, Mike, and Mike. Yeah. yeah. You got it. All right. Thank God. <laughs> Guys are going to think I'm stupid. <laughs> I was trying to, now I'm trying to think of a reason why Javier doesn't have a Facebook page. <laughs> like, is he a, and you're hitting me with other stuff. Uh, uh, like, like, is he a government agent? Is he an alien? I don't know what's going on. Government <laughs> Like, is he allergic to the internet? I don't know. <laughs> well, you never know. He's on, he's on Heli Freak, like, like constantly on there. So he's not <laughs> allergic to the internet, that's for sure. No. And he does a lot of YouTube videos. And I stuff. don't want to believe he's a secret agent. That sounds that sounds more plausible. Maybe he just doesn't like that Facebook dude. Well, everyone, give thanks to David for coming on the show and uh, taking the time. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Dave. Dave. Yeah, you're David, welcome. Dave. It was fun. Yeah. Also for keeping our Facebook, uh, not Facebook, our uh, forum stuff um, uh, updated, updated together. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Dave. Not a problem. And then also the recap on the flight fest stuff. That was good to you know good to get some inside stuff on that because uh, we did you know miss that this year. So yeah, and I think Dave's got a great point of view, and uh, you know it wasn't swayed any which way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was. Mm-hmm. It was just what i wanted to hear you know because i couldn't make it yes so i'm gonna go to the texas one in november. are you oh are you oh yeah oh nice oh, wow. you give us a full report back on that one too yeah i would um remember you asked me to do those interviews and mm-hmm. uh for somehow you know all my interviews on my phone were erased so i i lost all you know everything i did oh okay yeah i wasn't sure if you actually got a Time to yeah, do yeah. I walked around and did that, and I had oh, about sucks, 10, 10 or twelve interviews. And I thought, oh, I'm going to prepare for the podcast by listening to those. And I looked at it, and there, all my files are gone. So, uh-huh. don't know what happened. But yeah, I'm going to go to. I've already got my tickets to fly down to Texas, and um, you know, all is camping out with uh, Pat Patrick Hines. Oh, nice. Okay, so that should be fun. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Sounds like a blast. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, if someone wants to get in touch with you and say, how the hell do you fiberglass? I heard you're the guy to go to. <laughs> uh, I how can would be, you do that? <laughs> uh, that's, so I'm David Hill on Facebook. Um, I don't know how many other David Hills out, are out there because I don't actually search for myself. But I'm also Hilda Flyer on, on um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I go by um, also my my Gmail account is Hildaflyer at Gmail, mm-hmm. so you cool. can reach me direct that way. Yeah, or you could go to flight test forums off the field audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> make a post, comment. Yeah, yeah. Make, make a, a comment post. there. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll see them because yeah, since I'm posting, I'll get an email saying someone posted. So yeah, so cool. You can do that. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks to our listeners. Clear skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. See ya. Oh, I didn't. Bye. I didn't Steve do. Didn't go. Bye. 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 No, no, but I, I just realized I didn't give David a chance to give his contact info. Oh. oh. Do you want me to give my contact info?
Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm freaking loud. That was weird. It wouldn't let me answer the call. Really? Yeah. It popped up and said something on my end that something was wrong with my internet or something. I don't know. Mm. Stupid Scott. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Hello, me. Uh, you guys are idiots. Right. Cranky. Yeah, right, right. What are you doing in my mouth, eh? <laughs> All right, we lost. We're ready. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. That was like a wave. Dave, Dave came in like a wave. Whoa. Wasn't that great? That I was awesome. That awesome. Sweet. How's it going, guys? What's going on, Dave? I'm just sitting here in my basement. Man, it's 80 degrees down here. Oh, oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, well, it's cooler than it is outside. Great. I don't think I can sound, sound like you, Andy, though. I, I was born and raised in Montana. Uh, well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's probably better that you don't sound like me. We can't all sound like Andy. I know. I was the but person. it helps. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but it helps. The problem with sounding like I do is everyone automatically thinks you're 30, 40 IQ points dumber. You have to work extra hard to make them realize you're not just a dumb hillbilly. Uh, maybe I need to get that uh, accent going in my life here. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe people will stop asking me to do shit. Oh. <laughs> That's coming sometime in end of September. You know what, Dave? I'm putting that in news and announcements. Steve is building a plane. A plane. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's great. I'll break in with a special news bulletin. <laughs> oh, I might not be able to make the next episode. Uh-oh. I'll join you, Kevin. Well, I'm on call. I was going to say I might not be able to make the next episode. <laughs> Me and you, Dave. Okay, Andy. <laughs> What's up with you? Uh, what I said last week. <laughs> exactly. People will be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> What's going on with the show? We're talking about planes. Uh, that'd yeah, be, that'd be good. This looks uh, complicated. That's it. Dave's done already. Yeah. God, Steve, why do you got to piss everyone off? Everybody, right? Hey, you can't handle it? Then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here. That's the Korean mafia. There. The <laughs> Korean Italian mafia. <laughs> Korean Italian. <laughs> there, first technical glitch all night. <laughs> uh, we thought you raised quit because I said yeah, you, uh, I did. I hung him or something. <laughs> <laughs> I said Steve, and you're like, God damn it, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I said enough of this. <laughs>